What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. I didn't hit you with the new, new, new world order. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Thursday night. Roski. Well, we hit you without the latex today. So anyway, man, we got a great show for you today. Should uh, should you avoid dating women who claim to have mental health issues? Let's get into this particular show. This is going to be a great topic. Should you avoid dating women who claim to have mental health issues? This will be an important show. And uh, we're going to talk about um, should people with mental health issues disclose their mental health issues to potential dating prospects. We're going to talk about that today. Very important show. Um, and do me a favor, hit the like button. We got a great show for you lined up here. We got Straggling Sniggle Theater. We got Doom and Gloom CGA and a bunch of other topics. An update on the Kiki Palmer situation that um, that uh, the, one of the Coach Gang members updated me on. And much, much more. But to contribute to today's show, Dollar Sound the Notorious CGA on the Cash App. Vimo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious New, 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 new World Order CDA channel. And let me get this PayPal up real quick and we'll get it saved and get it attached to the top of the live chat. So anyway, the early Coach Gang members are here again. And we got a Thursday show for you. And we almost on track for the weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? We almost on track for the weekend, man. I'm glad y'all hung in with me. And this is going to be the best entertainment here on YouTube. Because you're in the in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. And the King of Kings, King of Content, and Speaker of Truth. Yours truly, the Notorious One, a.k.a. New, 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 new world Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the Prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF which is Every Woman's Fantasy and CGAC God Allah and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. All right. So without further ado, I'm going I'm to acknowledge some earlier contributors to today's show and some people whose super chat or their contribution did not make it into the uh, this morning show. Hit the like button. And Jorge Cruz says, Coach, I'm 34 years old. And when it comes to dealing with women, it is only in, it will only be at the junior college question when will he says when we millennial men who are about our money head into our late 30s and 40s what will the juco be like then hmm. that's a wonderful question smells like teen spirit um anyway anyway um back onto the show the Juco is going to be Liddy. All right. Let me just tell you, man. Hey, listen. Um, I got money. <laughs> that's what it's like. Uh, anyway, is there any more that I need to add to that? It just is like, that's reprehensible. You're disgusting, old man. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Brown says, run, you fools. Get out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> All right. So anyway. Class of 2029 going on. <laughs> Party like it's night, it's 2029. So, anyway, it will be what it is, and uh, we will have fun. 
So anyway, we have uh, Faith is in the building. She says, catching up, Coach. The dynamics between men and women should serve as a balance where they can admire and appreciate every other, or I'm sorry, each other, for their feminine and masculine attributes. Women don't get along with each other, mostly because of the same energy clashing and there is no balance. This is a response to why should men like women? And this is a woman responding. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it to the show. And this was earlier. This is right when I uh, um, this is right when I signed off. And she says, and maybe it's also that way so uh, way so women. Wait, maybe it's also that way. <laughs> maybe it's also that way so women can lovingly stay away from each other. But that's obviously not the case. Let's be honest. She says, I prefer male friendship because men are less judgmental, jealous, and catty. Okay, so she's asking, she's answering, I'll give it to her. This is a female supporter answering the question, if women don't like women for judgmental, jealousy, and catty behavior, why should men like women? And that was her answer. So we're not talking about that in today's show. So we're just going to let that one go on by, walk on by, and we'll keep, we'll keep it moving. We have three on the PayPal from As the Show Turns. Wayne Wonder is in the building. He says to the bish, to this bish who asked if people in airplanes can feel earthquakes. Hey, Reverend X, he says, Reverend X has a message for you. And shout out to Reverend X. Let's hear about it. Remember my friend uh, that said, uh, can you feel earthquakes in airplanes? I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. And of course, it was a blonde chick, too. It was a blonde. She was a blonde. She had blonde, blonde hair. Um, she actually reminded me of Carrie Russell. All right. She had this big old thick curly. Well, it was not thick. It was just big old curly brown, blonde hair. All right. This guy's name is Andil. Andale. I'm not sure. Is it Andale? He says, you gave me a good roast, coach, but your message is needed. You are just hitting your stride. Coach Alini is in the building. We got the great Coach Alini. And I don't remember when I roasted you either, so I don't know what happened. All right, so, but some people like a good roasting. We got no government name, JW. He says, uh, he says I sent you a PayPal early today, but it didn't get read. He says, it's no issue, but I think I just need to make sure that you received it. Please keep up the good work. All right, I'm going to check on that as I'm getting, as I'm getting, hitting my stride because can't nobody break my stride. We got our man, Anthony B. He says an army marches on its stomach and food costs money. So let's get these donations up, fellas. Indeed, get these donations up, man. It's going to be an interesting time. All right, for the message, you don't have to, you know what I mean? You can sit there, but yo, we got to get it up. We got to make it work. Shout out to Mr. McFarland in the building. Back again. Appreciate y'all. And XO Pro Services is back in here, and it's a sponsorship at this point. He says, Coach Gang, salute. And we back in the building here. Last one, uh, J-Flow, something must be wrong with my mandula oblongata. Coach Gang in the building. <laughs> and it bees that way sometimes. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Faith was talking about balance. Let's talk about balance. We got a great show lined up. Let's go. Are we going doom and gloom? We are going doom and gloom. Doom and gloom, CGA. 
Oh, man. We got to go ahead and remind you sometimes that these hoes ain't winning. And as you guys know, there is an eviction crisis going on. And it appears to be an eviction crisis going on here in the desert storm. All right. And so the bunker is not going through an eviction crisis. But it seems that these women are out here about to get put out in these streets. And she even says so. Quote, I'm out of hope. I'm out of time. Home evictions continue across Las Vegas as bills are vetoed. And I think there's a video to this. And we're going to go ahead and show you a video. There she is right there. Boy, ladies, y'all better pay attention. Let me see if I can get this video up a little bit bigger. Make this a little larger. Here we go. Come on, play the video. Oh, man, now they messing around. Play the video. Okay. They're make it day to day, second to second, hour to hour. Day to day. Right. Hold second. on a second. Now, these are the type of women that be on dating apps matching with me. Here we go. Into second, hour to hour. Being forced out of her home with nowhere to go, the harsh reality hundreds of people in the Valley are facing. With these triple-digit summer temps kicking in, hard to imagine anyone being forced outside, but hundreds have nowhere to go as they're being evicted from their homes. Hey, that old-ass Kristen can get over here. She can do something. She can drop some neck. All right, here we go. Here we go. News Now reporter Victoria Saha has been looking into this. She tells us what help is out there as residents are scrambling to keep a roof over their head. Uh oh. Yeah, none of us ever think we'd be in this situation. But earlier this month, 1,600 people in the Las Vegas area were evicted from their home. That means 1,600 of them right now are probably without a place to call home. And that's about to become Angela Young's reality. All right. And so, man, dude, it's been like 115 degrees out here in some areas in Vegas. I think I looked one day this week, it was definitely over, it was definitely 114 degrees. It's the worst thing I've ever been through. But things are just about to get even worse for. First of all, I mean, listen, man, 50 year olds. Hey, ladies, pay attention, man. Once you hit 50, it's like a wrap. If you still single, it's a wrap. Angela Young, as she'll be evicted July 12th. I'm out of hope. I'm out of time. Young, just one of thousands of people in Southern Nevada who don't know where they'll go next. I'm going to the streets. <laughs> what what she say? in these streets she says she going to the streets uh-oh when i start selling pussy i don't want to hear it when i start selling pussy i don't want to hear nobody say shit when you see me on the corner bitch mind your business well i think there might be some no there's nothing i could do <laughs> that's nothing i could do hold on for a second i'm not laughing at people's plights but this is stuff we warned you about. Of course, the strong and independent don't know it's coming. Hold on for a second. End of story. Young is the Nevada who don't know where they'll go next. I'm going to the streets. End of story. Young is on disability. She was know where they'll go next. I'm going to the streets. End of story. Next. I'm going to the streets. End of story. 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 Uh, you know we go clip it. Mm. You know we clipping it. <laughs> Y'all out of control. <laughs> she said it. She said it. When I start selling pussy, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear nobody say shit. Oh man. 
This show is already off the rails. Let's go. Young is on disability. She was splitting the rent with her mom and other family members. Wow. But they passed away, leaving oh. Young scraping. What, what's going on with this house? To get by. I'm behind on everything. And my life was fun before this. Now I'm in hell. Like many others. Damn, man, bro, this is. And that's you. Ladies, take a look. Take a look. It's fun. I'm tired of, I, I had my fun. Now I'm ready to settle down. And that's hey, you. Hey, did we just talk about older women? We just talked about them. Were they looking for a retirement plan? Yeah, man. They, and they be like trying to look for a retirement plan. They trying to look for a plan. I'm in a bind, Nate. Man, I told you, man. I done warned you, man. And she probably voted for Biden, too. Let's get into it. Young has applied for the CARES Housing Assistance Program. This is my paperwork for CHAPS. Her application was pending, but Governor Joe Lombardo vetoed bills that would uh -oh. stop residents from being evicted for 60 days if their application was pending. I've never been close to homelessness in my life, and I'm there right now. Over at the Salvation Army, their overnight shelters are full. When you look at somebody, right, that is looking for a place to stay, you have to do what? First month's, last month's rent, uh, pay a deposit, and then also be able to make three times the amount of, of the rent. And so for somebody it's, that's struggling, it takes them a while. Well, you know, the strong and independent thing runs out. It has a lifeline. You got to use it and you got to make sure you get get yourself straight by a certain age. Uh, one thing I don't like to see is the amount of paperwork these social service programs have. Director of social services Young has applied for be, the CARES Housing it, Assistance Program. This has got to be quite humiliating to have that much paperwork to apply for social services. This is why I don't understand social services. I don't get it. Like it's all bureaucracy and red tape and paperwork and applications and back and forth. By the time you hear something, you could have had five jobs. Like, who's going to sit around doing all that paperwork? Like, how much time do you have to be sitting around doing paperwork? You know what I mean? Like, you got to be just off on your ass. Like, if you actually got a job, somebody said she was married. Not anymore. Mm. All right. Not anymore. But you're going to sit there and do paperwork all the time. This is disgraceful. But these hoes are winning, right? Program. This is my paperwork. Look at that paperwork. For chaps. Her application was pending. Look at look at this paperwork, man. God damn that like you could have you could have filled out 511 job applications. And there's the divorce decree right there. That looks like a divorce decree right there. That looks like a divorce decree. You could have filled out 511 job applications. But no, you're going to run down. Yeah, laziness. I, this is why, man, you can't feel sorry for people like this. I get things that people fall on hard times, but she basically just whittled herself, moving into a small place with two elderly people that died on her. All right. She wasn't trying to do shit anyway. Like, this is actually just absolutely disgraceful that people live like this. And I got I know younger guys think these hoes are winning, but eventually they're going to end up just like this. OK, they're going to end up just like this at 50 singing that same old sob story. But Governor Joe Lombardo vetoed bills that would stop residents from being evicted for 60 days if their application was pending. I've never been close to homelessness in my life, and I'm there right now. Over at the Salvation Army, their overnight shelters are full. When you look at somebody, right, that is looking for a place to stay, you have to do what? First month's, last month's rent. I don't care about all this. All right, let's go to the next one right here. Gen Z, you on the clock. Let's get to Gen Z. Uh, you guys are racking up debt like crazy. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. We guys got to fix this debt issue with Gen Z. Wait a minute.
Generation Z. Apparently, Yahoo's on the on the story here. And take a look at this right here. Take a look at this. Your rent's due, motherfucker. She gonna have to drop neck. She definitely gonna have some barbecue. Okay, it's barbecue in there. Um, I know how this is gonna end. I'm in a bind. You guys don't know, man. This is the this is the world of Gen Z. Okay, and when they show, as you can see, every time you see these stories, it's women. It's always the women in the story. It's never guys because they know nobody cares about men in debt. Nobody cares about men's health issues. But what they're trying to insinuate is that the Gen Z women are doing this and they're in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. All right. And it's get them daddy season. Get them daddy. Definitely get them daddy season. All right. It's get them daddy season. Gen Z has increased the debt burden by nearly 100% since 2021 for non-mortgage ways that they're racking all the all the debt up okay probably traveling okay but let's get see it auto loans okay we're not going to spend too much student loans credit card debt and personal loans okay we had these we had these situations too and many of us have been able to fight out of it some of us are still in it but um they're already saddled and a lot of them are living in a, in a culture where they need it now. They want to travel now. They want the cars now. They want the bling bling now. And as a result, they want to look good and make them now. You know what I mean? They want to, they want it all now. And I will be checking for her if she is looking for something. Attention all ladies. I'm here for you. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Especially that flatback right there. She looks like she's in a bind. I might be able to, I might be able to, I might be able to help you out, young lady. Oh. Okay, daddy. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she need her hair did. You need your hair did. We live in this world, man. This is crazy. Uh, do we have more doom and gloom? We do. I'm going to report on this tomorrow. This is a developing story. The young basketball player, Victor Wimbanyana. Wimbanyana. Wait, wait a minute. Wimbanyama actually played with him on my video game channel pause <laughs> he's already in trouble this ninja ain't been in america for a full three weeks and he already in woman trouble he already in woman trouble apparently yesterday while he's here for the las vegas summer league britney spears spots victor wembanyama and of course he tries to pull up on him and slide and she runs through his security puts his hands on the young basketball player and gets pip backhand slapped by the security. Unfortunately, the women of the world are defending Britney Spears. And they're saying that the security should not have slapped Britney Spears. But Britney Spears didn't announce that she was Britney Spears. Allegedly, she walked up to him through the security in the inner circle, put his hand, put her hands on his shoulder and he stands about seven three and a half to seven five, and she puts her hands on his shoulders and gets rocked back with a backhand pimp slap. Now the women are saying that the security should not have slapped her. So now we're in a back and forth about why are we slapping women. However, if the shoe was on the other foot, if a ninja had the nerve to walk up through the security and put his hands on anything related to Britney Spears, a hand, a finger, a nail, a hair, a toe, 
or whatever, the ninja might have got choked out and lost his life. So they did their job, right? They did their job. They got caught slipping. And unfortunately, this young man's name is now forever attached to Britney Spears. This is actually incredible. The ninja got bitch problems already, and he ain't even scored a point in the league. So one thing that actually I'm going to cover the story tomorrow in depth as I get my intel. Um, what's happening is he's now explaining to the media. They're asking him about him and his PR team is an absolute trash. All right. And so they're allowing him to answer questions in relation to what happened. But this is going to be a legal case. He should not be discussing it. He should allow his PR team to issue a statement. And he was not involved in the incident other than being touched. But I don't understand why Britney Spears couldn't get that, get them hands. She should be able to got them hands. Okay. This is absolutely disgraceful, but he's going to learn. Unfortunately, this young man's going to learn in America. You got to deal with woman bullshit right off the rip. Now he's talking and squawking and he's singing like a canary. He's singing like a jaybird. He's singing like a game banging ninja. He's singing like a Pope pimping. So uh, it is sad, man. It's sad. Uh, we'll cover that one a little bit tomorrow as I do my research. All right, what else do we got here? Uh, is this doom? Nope, that's going to be for Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right. Okay. Let me see if there's any Super Chats. Uh, it's a slow. Uh, let me see here. Bob says, uh, Greg, call Joe. Wait a minute, hold for a second. It says right here, Greg, call your female dog back. She make us looking bad taking L's after L's around here. And he says, do the old man impression. I'm trying to figure out which one, which old man impression. I'm trying to figure out what old man impression. Do we get, we got to give him a name. Delta Fox said, I had a female friend who I've been friend with friends with, with over 10 years. He says, I've, as I've gotten older, I realize I don't really like her that much. She has a bad personality and I get along with her husband better. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I know I know what you're doing there, but mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, you guys know um you guys know women um women be liking women be hanging out with friends they hate. Women hang out oh the with the glasses. Okay. <laughs> um here's the thing. Uh women hang out with friends all the time that they don't like. Yeah, indeed they do. Ladies, admit it. Admit it. Shout out to Anthony D91. Come on, CGA. Open the Desert Storm bunker as a homeless shelter. That could get ugly really fast. Uh, so um, I would have to have signed a lot of consent out there if that if we opened up the Desert Storm bunker as a homeless shelter. Sean Destiny, just happy to LOL. A new clip, indeed. We got that new clip coming in here. She says she headed to these streets. In these streets. Garrett Harris, the last time I applied for unemployment, I found a job and got paid before I got my first unemployment check. Don't hope for big daddy government to save you. They'll evict you. And all you can say is, of course. Okay, daddy. That's all you're going to say. That's all you're going to say. I have to look at it like especially like women that be at social services and they be at the EBT and the WIC. They be at child support. Dude, I mean, I've been to some of these offices a few times. I can't even stomach 
going to these offices. I can't even stomach de dealing with the morons that work at these offices. <laughs> right? I can't even deal with the morons that's sitting there talking about get a clipboard, sit. My appointment's at 11. I'm still there waiting, 11, 30, 12, 12, 30. Okay. You know what? As recently, I had to go to the police department because I had to do some fingerprints. And uh, it was tragic. It was a tragic. So I went there. I went there, got there, pulled the number. She gave me a number. I waited for my number to call. Now calling F-250-11. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my Lord. And I'm sitting there waiting for my number to be called. Now calling B-298-7. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Everybody's sitting there miserable. Nobody's happy. Every now and then, somebody's talking on the phone, loud and obnoxious. Everybody looks like they're cranks, drug addicts, uh, chronics, been abused, just got out of jail. And I'm like, unbelievable. It's like bingo. It's like, what the hell? Dude, it took an hour and 45 minutes to do something simple, like get my fingerprints. And the, the, the room was not even full. I'm like, what the hell is going on? This is actually despicable. It's disgraceful. Going to the DMV. And then these assholes be at child support, be at the social services. You could get a job by the time. <laughs> you can't tell me you can't get a job faster than you can get a wig check. You can't tell me. You can't tell me you can't get a job faster than you can get child support. You can't tell me you can't get a job faster than you can get uh, rent vouchers. Like, it's a tragic. Your mindset has to be so poor. And you just are such a leech that you're going to sit in these offices, filling out paperwork, getting the mail, filling the shit back, providing statements and, and, and copies of bills. And Oh, my God. Mm. Paychecks, though. I would never, ever. I will hustle, cheat, steal. I'll stab you in the back before I do it. Anyway, what are we doing? New, 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 new world order. That's a pathetic life. That is a pathetic life. And if you a coach gang member and you live in that way, man, please, ninja, change your life. This shit is pathetic. Like how much more pathetic you can be and doing this shit on a routine basis. Like that ain't even a hustle. Cause I look at it like this. I look at it like this. How is it even a hustle? When you, if you count the amount of time you've wasted, the hours you've wasted online, filling out applications, printing, filling it out, mailing it, showing up with your appointment, waiting three hours to be seen. If you, if you think about the amount of hours and minutes you spent doing it, you actually took a pay cut. You hustling backwards. You actually, you actually earning like $6 an hour. I cannot look at people with no sense of pride. I'm like, you ain't got no pride in yourself, do you? You hate your life, do you? <laughs> right? Mm. Trying to hustle the system. Piece of trash people, man. These people are trash. Dude, and I, I'm, you're talking to a person that's been lived in them. I was living in a car. I would never. This <laughs> is like crazy. Going there. And, and when you show up to these places, don't you see the people that you're around there? Like, I, I always tell you, man, whatever you represent, look at your team. Whatever your philosophy is, look at your team. 
because I was telling that of the, the, the people, the, the ninjas, the Black Lives Matter ninjas. And I said, yo, team, by the time you get done at the protest and you stop the protest, look around for 10 seconds. Just look around and look at your support group. Most of them going to be reading rainbow. You're going to have Antifa, fat women like your team look jacked up. Ninjas that's broke, no teeth, crackheads, meth heads. That's your squad. <laughs> like, yo. So even when you go into the social services office, just stop for one second and take a look at the rest of the room. And if you think you're the hottest shit in that room, you're out of your mind. You're a piece of shit like the rest of the people in that room. This is tragic. Like, you're one of them. If you're looking around like, wow, these are some low lives here. Well, so are you. <laughs> it's like, like, my God, I can never, man. Down bad. Down bad ninjas out here. <laughs> right. So anyway, tippy toe ninjas. My team ain't never going to have no tippy toes. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. He says, one of us, one of us, one of us. Yeah, man, you, you look at your squad. Your squad is just trash. All right, where we at? We got Renz Cash as part of the great coach gang in the building. Where that barbecue at? It's barbecue in there. Somebody going to be irate with me after this stream. I'm not trying to be uppity, but Jesus, take a look at your squad. That's an important mindset. Just look at who's in there. Just look at who's in there when you in there. All right, come on, man. That should change your mind. That should change your mind. All right, what are we doing here? I got, uh, okay, I think I can get back on with the show. <laughs> Somebody says, wait two hours. You need this form. You know they're going to hit you with that. You know they're going to hit you with that. That's how they get you at the DMV. You get up there, you wait two hours. Oh, you missing this form. Uh, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. If I go get the form, do I get to skip the line? Nope. Now you got to go set another appointment. Your next appointment is in six weeks. Why even bother? Why, why don't you just go get a job? <laughs> Jesus. There's no jobs here. The Mexicans are stealing all our jobs. That's what they're going to say. Straggling Sniggle Theater, man. We got a couple of straggling Sniggle things here. And uh, let's get that intro kicked. Let's kick it. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like. 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Somebody said the DMV destroyed my soul. I went to the DMV. They gave me a, a ticket. I waited an hour and 15 minutes. Then they called me up. And then they went through the paperwork and they told me to go sit back down and get called again. I was like, mm. I was like, this is disgraceful. Straggling Sniggle Theater. What do we got lined up for you today? Oh, we have a day in the life of your boomer coworker. So we have the millennials and Gen Z going in on the boomers. I welcome it. I'm all for a little bit of generational trash talk. It's all fun and games. We have a guy who's made a skit about a day in the life of your boomer coworker. Here we go. Wow. Okay, let's go ahead and take a look. Hey, folks, come get ready with me to go to work. It's a great day today. They announced we'll be back in the office five days a week. Time for these youngsters to put their big boy pants on. <laughs> a real man only needs two pair of shoes, office shoes and weekend shoes. Every morning I swing by the Starbucks next to Chipotle. Everyone knows my name here. 
For Pete's sake, what's with all the silly names for coffee these days? I just want my hot cup of joe. Now I'm ready to take on my hour commute. Let's crank the tunes. Nothing like the oldies. I know everyone on the road is jealous of this bad boy. Once I arrive, I head straight to the water cooler to talk about how the office is such a great escape from our wives. <laughs> After eight honest hours at work trying to figure out how to print that gosh darn PDF, I pack it up for the day. After work, I swing by the YMCA to hang out butt naked in the locker room. I finally make it home, which I bought in 1985 for 68,000 buckaroos. Kids these days just need to work harder. I can finally relax and log on to Facebook.com, where I comment and share every political news article that I see. Everyone else's opinion is wrong but mine. Anyways, only one more year of this and I'll be retiring with a full pension. Can't wait to buy my second house. Until next time. Wow, man, that's terrible. That's degrading. All right, that's despicable, man. That's disgraceful. That's no respect for your elders. That is no respect for your elders. <laughs> no. Uh, a lot of truth in that. And uh, if you're if you're if you're old and you're thinking they throwing shade at you, they are. They got some new ninjas out here, man, and they ain't trying to work in the office. They're not trying to do and live the boring old life that you lived. They're not trying to work hard and hustle. And yes, Chipotle, whatever he called Chipotle, whatever he called it. He's talking about next to the Chipotle, whatever he called it. But anyway. Uh, we have a we live in a new world. We live in a new mindset in society. Uh, some people don't see working in the office, slaving away five days a week for eight hours with a two hour commute. People don't see that as a viable way to live. And I could definitely understand that. So, yeah, there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of change going on. And guys, there's a lot of people that are young, making way more money, not doing this type of thing. Right. They're not doing this type of thing. And so people. The boomers don't understand the younger people. The younger people don't understand the boomers. And we have a culture clash going on. Unfortunately, the boomers thought that they were really cool. You know, they grew up being cool in counterculture and indoctrinated and MK ultra and did drugs and free sex. And they out here, you know what I mean? They smoked up all the weed and the crack. They did all the ENJ and the brandy. All right. They, they, they had their fun. So they still think they're cool. They still think they're cool with their long hair looking like Hulk Hogan. All right. Nothing at the top. And they kept all the hair in the back and around the sides. You know what I mean? And they got it back in a ponytail and they jump on their Harley and they drive their Harley with the tunes cranked up, listening to the Eagles and shit. Right. <laughs> listening to um the Gap Band. You know what I mean? The ninjas listening to the Gap Band and the white men listening to the Eagles. So, uh, yeah, man, <laughs> the skull it. <laughs> so yeah boomers you aren't cool anymore and uh you know the young people you're broke so we need to we need to come together we need to come together shout out to my brothers in there man man what a world we live in let's go to the next video here we have oh oh man the return of this woman i'll play a little bit of her and uh, apparently i think she's a comedian but this woman has made her return. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start. Okay, so this woman has, I think, a following on social media. She has now, she looks like a miserable white woman. She looks like a miserable Kaylee. I mean, this woman looks like every white woman to me. 
Um, but, uh, you know, because they somewhat, you know, kind of sad at home, but they happy outside, passive aggressive, mealy mouth muskrat. And so here we go right here. The, the guy's wearing a blue hat. I guess that's an indicator that this is a skit. And there she is right there. Take a look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Take a look at this. Doesn't she look like the happy housewife, the happy kid with a baby? Let's go ahead and see what happens here. Kissing my, this is the skit, kissing my husband for the first time in two years. Yeah, that's a Millie Mouth Muskrat. I mean, that's the definition of it. Let's go ahead and uh, see what she's talking about. Since the last time I kissed this guy, so I'm going to kiss him again um, in honor of Halloween and people pretending to be people that they are not. Oh, geez. Oh. Okay, you can leave my room now. You can leave my room now. Love you, concrete. Man, this is disgraceful. Um. <laughs> She plays this role way too good. She does this way too good. And uh, she might be a funny person, but she's way too good at this role. And uh, you guys, if you guys think that this is not true, <laughs> um, um, this is not true, guys. There are some wives that look and act like this at home. There are some wives. Here we go. It's been two years since the last time I kissed this guy. So I'm going to kiss him again um, in honor of Halloween and people pretending to be people that they are not. <laughs> Look at this marital kiss. Hey, um, in my book, and I've challenged a lot of married people. I would love married people for you married people that disagree with my philosophy. I would love for you married people to come to my show. I want all the married people. I'll fly you in and I'll have you sit here in the Desert Storm bunker. What we're going to do is do we're going to do the marital kissing challenge. If your marriage is so good, I want to see y'all slob it down on camera for the people to show how good your marriage is. If you can't do a marriage kiss better than this, your marriage is trash. And I guarantee you, if you do this challenge in public, if married people be like, I love my husband and a married guy, I love my wife, tell them to kiss. Eyes open. On the lips with tongue. Hafiz, you too. I want tongue kissing. I want swapping spit. I want licking under the tongue where the blue vein is. I want you licking between teeth like you flossing the other person's teeth. I want you grabbing ass. I want you slobbering. I want the whole thing. And if you can't kiss like that, you ain't in love. You ain't in love. Look at that marital kiss. Let's go ahead and make it big. Okay. Look at that kiss. Two married people right here slurping it down. Look at that wonderful kiss. She over there like, oh, my goodness. She didn't lean back. <laughs> she didn't lean back. All right. So uh, there you go right there. She does this role way too good. Look at that. That's disgusting. She done wiped it off. You can leave my room now. Look at this passive aggressive, man. You guys got to understand. Look at that look of this thing. And ladies, um, many times she's a good actor. Many times wives don't realize that this is how they look at their husband. A lot of husbands, wives look at them like this. And you can see she wants to throw up with that little milly mouth. I want to see what that mouth does. Um, but um, a lot of wives look at their husbands like that. 
Somebody says that seemed real. It's very real to a lot of people right here. Um. Anyway, look at that look. You know, people can't hide their facial expressions. You can leave my room now. You said leave, leave my room. Yep. And so now that she got her baby, look, that's the goose that laid the golden egg. Now she has her investment. She gives a shit about you right there. She don't care. Okay. Somebody says uh, somebody in these real life situations. Okay. It's been two years since the last. So, yeah, look at that. Um, guys, that's a common occurrence right there. So uh, I don't think there's much acting done by her. Okay. We have a sister. You've been on, on my mind. We got a big sister right here. Look at his big old thickums. I mean, she ain't even got no neck. And her titties are saggy. So uh, shout out to this woman here. She got them saggy waggies and a face full of makeup. What does she have to say? She says, we have beautiful daughters. Please come and marry them. African mom begs men. Okay, let's get in here and see what she's talking about. Public service announcements on behalf of every African mother. We are tired. We have beautiful daughters, 27, 28. Some of them are even going to 33, 34. Where are all the men? Where are all the men? Yeah. You see these girls on Instagram, they're putting pictures of themselves with bay in the pool. Fake bay. Okay. They are asking. They say, we want these men. Where are you? Where are the men? If you're a man out there, they're beautiful women. Daddies, please send your sons out. The girls are looking for the men. <laughs> it is time. Our prayer points, our prayer books are too full. Uh-oh. It's time for the men to come out. <laughs> nope. That's going to be a negative. So even in Nigeria, the brothers come see the men. The, the, the men come get the daughters. And the funny thing is she's tired. She's tired of taking care of these miserable women entitled going on vacation, traveling, coming back, living with their parents. So these women are saying, I don't need no man living with their parents. And their parents are like, come get these bitches. Get them out of my eye. Get them out of my eye. Get them out of my face. Take them. They're yours. And nope. She don't want. Yeah. So <laughs> they're too old. Yes. Let's see what these <laughs> these issues they got. All right. Public service announcements on behalf. Public service announcement on behalf of the Nigerian people. I don't even know. I got no accent for the Nigerian people. I sound like Chocula. On behalf of every African mother, we are tired. Damn. We have beautiful daughters. Wait a minute. 27, 28. Oh, these too old, man. I'm talking about 19, 20, 21, 22. You know what I mean? I need a little bit of time to get them straight. All right. She's talking about 27, 34. Okay. We have beautiful daughters. 20 Wait a minute. She said, I'm tired first. Every African mother, we are tired. Why are you tired? Dealing with these bitches, we have beautiful daughters. All right, how many goats? How many goats are we talking about? How many goats do we need? How many goats? Or do I need money? I got money. Hey, do these women want to be a part of a polyamorous relationship? I think we can make it work. 728. Some of them are even going to 33. 30. No, thank you. 33. 34. 34. Mm. No, hell no. 
Hell no. She gonna need a couple of cows. I'll do a po- I'll do some poly. I mean, I'll take a couple off your hands, but I'm gonna have to go lower. I mean, I gotta go at least 23. I mean, I'm not even. Where are all the men? Where are all the men? You see these girls on Instagram, they're putting pictures of themselves with bay in the pool, fake bay. Okay. They're asking, they say, we want these men. Where are you? Where? Yeah, where are we? We, we hiding from these women. Are the men. If you're a man out there, they're beautiful women. Daddies, please send your sons out. Oh, uh, now we got to throw our sons under the bus. No, thank you. I mean, feminism's all over the world, man. No, 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 no. And I can already see you're disguising yourself with all that makeup on. Let me see what mom looks like with all that makeup. All right, because if I'm getting a 34-year-old, that's like 10 years later. All right, I need a couple, at least 20 good years out of the woman. I need 20 good years out of the woman. All right, let's one. Uh, we're going to our Latino brothers right here. Wait a minute, our Latino brothers. He's got a Spanish lesson for you. This Latino brother's got a Spanish lesson for you. And, of course, the wife proves his point. Let's get to this brother right here. A regular marriage and a marriage to a Latina is not only the food, the culture, but the language itself tends to imply doom and torment. What are you telling them? All differences in marriage. Hey, while I got you, let me ask you this. What? How do you say to marry in Spanish? Casar. Casar. Doesn't that also mean to hunt? Yeah. And how do you say wife in Spanish? Esposa. Esposa. Doesn't that also mean handcuffs? Yeah. Yeah. So basically what they do is they hunt you down, they cuff you, and try to kill you for the rest of your life. Oh, no, my goodness. Like, that gordita, that gordita was throwing that shoe at him. Oh, my Lord, this brother. Hey, man, take, hey, take, take it easy, man. We don't need you to be dying out here. My man going to get carved up. All right. He going to get carved up like a nice steak. But hey, <laughs> did you guys know that in Spanish, these words meant that some people shared that with the coach gang a few years ago, or I mean, a few within the last year or two. And of course, somebody's going to steal it. But yes, in Spanish, wife and marriage means the hunted. Marriage means the hunted in Spanish when you translate it. And then the wife means handcuffs. Mm. Yikes. Jesus. <laughs> Regular marriage and a marriage to a Latina is not only the food, the culture, but the language itself tends to imply doom and torment. Hey, what are you telling them? All differences in marriage. Hey, while I got you, let me ask you this. What? How do you say to marry in Spanish? Casar. Casar. Doesn't that also mean to hunt? Yeah. And how do you say wife in Spanish? Esposa. Esposa. Doesn't that also mean handcuffs? Yeah. Yeah. So basically what they do is they hunt you down, they cuff you, and try to kill you for the rest of your life. (laughs) Oh, man. Look. That's how they be looking when they get home. And that gordita let that fupa print out. All right, that fupa, she t- she pulled down them pants and she untucked that that fupa. That's how he be looking right there. He be like, <laughs> oh, my brother, like, oh, I got chalupa tonight. We haven't torqued uh, again. All right, <laughs> all right. So shout out to the brother, man. 
hey man he was talking that shit and then he got put in his place real quick my man gonna have a tough day tomorrow at his trabajo mm. <laughs> right. trabajo gonna be a long day then you're gonna be taking a nap and some cervezas the rest of the night all right what do we got here are we still on straggle okay we got one more all right we got one more. We have uh he needs a young piece of gorta for his life. That's what he needs. He needs a young gorta on the side. All right, let me see here. We got a brother. Uh, one thing about sexless marriage that we want to talk about is the opposite. That can't happen. Gentlemen, we talk about sexless marriage, but also we talk about we don't talk about much men that can't keep up with their wives. Now a sexless marriage is way more common in America. But let me tell you, I do know some wives that were very sexual. Like, even if they're arguing with you, you're still getting the punani. You're still getting peace leave. She's still going to give it to you. And I know a few women like this. Now, this video skit for Straggle and Sniggle is a wife that's going to wear her husband out. And let me just tell you, we're not built for multiple rounds on consecutive days and weeks and months. In fact, we cannot keep up. We cannot keep up. Now, this is a skit that's going to show this wife's going to go through a, hey, a series a day. Hey, baby, I'm ready for you. And one of the things that you guys think you're ready for, as much as we talk about sexist marriages, you're not ready for this either. Okay, you are not ready for a, a woman that is a nympho. Y'all ready for this? You think you are until you meet a nympho. I've met nymphos in my life. And there was a time I had to tap out. I was like, you know what? This was cool for about three days. I'm done. There's no more. And they think it's funny. I'm going to tell you, you're not. You can go about two days, three days tops. And you're going to tap out. Okay. Because we're not built for this as much as. Uh, much as we think, and some women do, I've, I've met several women, they'll be like, we'll go in six, seven rounds, and I'll just be like, this is not it. <laughs> this is, there's, I can't function. This is going to be painful. I can't feel nothing. I don't want to smell anything. You're going to die. You'll be like, please. And we think we're built for it, but we're not. We're not, our, we're not built for this. This is why we can't sell sex. People think we can't sell sex because um, because women don't have to buy it. I disagree. There will be women that will buy it. But we can't sell it because we can't repeat the act over and over again consistently. You might be able to do it for three days. Maybe if you had some, 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 some effort, four days. But you're not going to be able to deliver that pipe week in and week out, five, six times a day times a, a a day even with ugly chicks so if even because you got to remember you're not dealing with all of women you're attracted to on the other hand women can do it with anybody they can just they can they can put take their mind somewhere else they can let you do it and not even do anything they can lie there they can let you fold them up push their face in the pillow they don't have to do much you on the other hand cannot do it so let's take you to the skit and see if this husband can keep up. All right, here we go. I forgot there was music. So there's music. So I'm going to have to narrate. So as you can see, there's two cards, pound town or sex. And the gentleman picks a card and he says, oh, 
oh, 15 minutes later, look at him. <laughs> he got his he got his relief and he's sitting there in his robe and he says, oh, I got to answer a couple more emails. Unfortunately, she's like round two, sir. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get that round two. And he's like, all right, I got you a little something. I got you a little something. But uh, 20 minutes later, he's like, man, wow, this is great. Uh-oh. And he's like, yo. <laughs> Three rounds. All right. Okay. 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 Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Let me see. All right. Okay. He's not enthusiastic about it no more. He's like, please say cuddle. Okay. <laughs> My man's like, this is going to be oh, the humanity. All right. And of course, as you get older, as you get older, this is going to be much more truer. OK, he's like, I can't even stay hard. I'm going to have to think of about. OK, let me get my energy drink. Oh, come on now. boy. my man can't get his energy drink. And uh, he got 10 minutes later and he out of there, brothers. All right. Now he was like, I'm gone. And he pull it back up. And he he can't even leave. Look at this ninja. She like, come on, Mo. Uh-oh, he gone. <laughs> he out of there, man. Look, he like, get this. No, 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 no. We ain't doing that, baby. We ain't doing that. He gone. Now, in your 20s, you might be able to pull this off. Like early 20s, maybe early 30s. But once you get about 35, you're not going to be able to do this. There could be some weekends that you might be able to go crazy but your refractory period learn this gentleman refractory period your refractory period that's the period in between your first orgasm and then your your recovery period where you're ready to go again as you age it gets longer right so um if you're with a partner that you're familiar with let's let's go with the unfamiliar partner with the unfamiliar partner you just have the girl right here and you're like great your refractory period tends to be low, and this is based on seminal fluid and so forth and so on, and your stamina and but what whatever, your ability to maintain a nice hard, hard on. So if it's a new partner, you're going to be excited about it. You're like, ah, you'll finish, and you'll be hard again, and you'll keep going. You'll finish. If you're an older man, and, you be, and you're used to being with older women, you become with the younger woman. You're with the younger woman for the first time. Your refractory period going to be short. You're going to bust and not even go down and be limp anymore. You'll be right back up hard, ready to go. Okay, so that is going to be the case. Now, if you were with a familiar partner, you'll probably have a longer refractory period. You'll be like, okay, you're not that excited to go back for round two because you're familiar. You just want to get it done and over with. As you get older, if you're with a partner you're familiar with, especially if you're married to an old woman with saggy skin around her neck, Saggy titties, all right, breast stinking. She cockeyed, knock knee, buck too. All right, you're familiar with her. She older, just like you. You want to bang a young chick, but you all holding a bag of bones like a skeleton. Your refractory period is going to be super long. There's no way you're going to recover. You're barely going to get the first round out. You're never going to, you're barely getting the first round out. <laughs> so, you like, I don't even want to touch this woman. I don't want to look at you. I don't want to smell nothing. I don't want to see you. I barely even want to do this. So this is what happens to guys. Now, in a married couple situation, if your wife is enthusiastic, which is rare, but it's possible, and you're familiar with her, 
your refract your ability to want to do it multiple times with her is going to be low. You're not going to want it. You're not that attracted to her physically. Okay. If she's in her 40s, late 30s, 40s, 50s, you're not going to want to go rounds with her. So here's the situation here. We'll play it all the way through for you because I did pause it so you can see it. This is a good one. I can't play the music, but uh, it's good right here. So here's a guy right here. Ah, baby, I got you. All right. I'll wait it. You know, sometimes you need to wait days when you're becoming you're in your 40s. You have to wait days. Like your refractory period is literally a day or two, two days or three. Sometimes it's three days, depending on how vigorous you were the previous night. Or if you got to work tomorrow. So anyway, this is what's happening here. Look at my brother here. <laughs> um, as much as we talk about the sexless marriage, this is a real scenario for a small amount of men. This is a real scenario. You're like, I can't, I can't keep up with this woman. <laughs> Somebody says minus two days. Some days it could be two days. You need two days. And um, like you'll need to <laughs> You'll need to plan out. Older men need to plan out their visits to the junior college. I need to plan out my visits because I'll be like, okay, let me get Ling Ling over here. And then I got Kaylee. And then, okay. And then you'd be like, all right, I got. And so I'll I'll space them out two, three days. <laughs> I'll space them out two or three days. And then that prevents me from going crazy at the junior college. I plan that out. All right. Hey, uh, Ling Ling, you come over Wednesday. Kaylee, you Saturday, and then the next chick that come over is going to be Tuesday, <laughs> right? Mm. So I got a cup, I got a couple of days in between that could recover. But if it don't, I'll be like, damn, I got to go back to back days. Oh boy, <laughs> this is going to be interesting, ladies. It's a very rare thing that a man that a man has a wife that's that willing, and I don't, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure that she's real. Oh, man. Somebody says, I'm learning, playing you right. Yeah, you got to plan up. Otherwise, you know, we're not young anymore like that. And guys, enjoy the years. The sad part of this is, the sad part of this is, the more, the more, the more willing you are at a young age, the less available is to you. But the less the less, sorry, the more recovery you need, the more available it is. Life is weird like that. Life is super weird. So when you're young and you got all this energy and you can go rounds and rounds and pounds for pounds, guess what? It's not available. And you got to work crazy and it's available. When you're in your 40s and do not, you just be a decent looking guy in your 40s. Women be throwing it, lining it up. <laughs> You'd be like, what the I want to come see you, daddy. I want to come see you, daddy, daddy. Get him, daddy. One, two, three, four lined up. I'm like, man, I can't handle all this shit. Mm. <laughs> you turning them down. I'm trying to ghost chicks. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to deal with this woman. Like, what the hell is that? God. Sometimes I believe in God for that reason. I'm like, boy, you a, you got a real crazy sense of humor up there. You got a crazy sense of humor up there. Like, I don't even be trying. Dude, the other day, me and my son, we go to Chipotle. We go to Chipotle. And um, my son even peeped it out. So I go in there. I'm looking like daddy. Him, daddy. This tall, thin Latina chick and this old white chick, they're, they're helping us. They're helping make our Chipotle. 
And so it was a young, thin Latina chick, dark skin. And it was an older white chick. She cockeyed and knocked me. All right. And so they're, they're like super excited, helping us. They're like helping us. And me and him, we're just kind of like, you know, they're asking us this. They're giving us like doubles and triples. They're just piling it on. I'm like, I'm not going to eat all that. Oh, don't worry. We get to the stand and the young Latina's checking us, not like she's checking us out, like with our food. It comes up, it comes up and it's like $10 for all of this food. And we're looking at each other. So we go ahead and I go ahead and pay with my card. And she eyeballing me up and down the young Latina. She had to be like between 19 and 24. And my son's peeping it out. He's like, <laughs> he was like, yo, so we get to the car and I'm like, and he was, she was, he was like, dad, yo, man, <laughs> she was hooking you up. And she was like, man, she wanted you. She was all over you. I stole the food for real. So my son was like, yo, <laughs> you need to go back. I was like, I'll be back tomorrow, son. So I did back. I went back yesterday and I, I finished the job. <laughs> All right. But, uh, you know what I mean? Fast food chicks don't get it like that easy. But my son was like, yo, man, but I was sitting there like, but that's one of the situations where I'm sitting there. Like, I can't even like, what day could I plan her on? I only have three available days per week. I'm 47 years old. Okay. <laughs> I'm 47 years old. I got three available days a week. If I put pencil her in, that means I'm going to have to bump somebody to every two to three weeks. I can't. I just, you know what I mean? That's I'm telling you, it, it works like that. I'll be like, damn, dude, they got some ginseng or something. <laughs> they got some ginseng. I'm looking like, man, I need to. I ain't got no time for all that. I show up at the show. Soon as I come on, <laughs> soon as I come on, you will find out. All right. I'll come on like this. It'll be like. What's up, everybody? This goes Greg Adams. And I'm back in here. With another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the coach gang. For being in here, being involved, being active on the YouTube channel. Welcome to the wake up show. It's Tuesday. Shout out to the Corditas. Let's get into the day show. <laughs> I'll be tired wore out man please I'm not young anymore I'm not young anymore and ain't no shame in my game it would be a wrap I can't go no every days bro so I gotta be like the sad part about life the sad part and the same thing happens with money the same thing happens with money money is like that young men you spend all your time chasing money and by the time you catch up to it, you might have a couple of years left. <laughs> by the time you catch up with it, you got like, okay, I got 10 years. <laughs> you sit there with all that money and you look up, you 57 years old. You're like, okay, let's make the best out of these last 10 years. As soon as you get the money. 
what a world we live in, boy. The Lord be doing some evil things. The Lord does some evil things to us men. Brutal. You bet. This is why I tell you guys, 20s is no joke. 20s is no joke. Uh, marriage and divorce is no joke because all of that sets you backwards. Okay, so you gotta you gotta get your you gotta get your shit together early. Cause if you think 40, just think 40, you're in your 40s, and everybody's like 40s fantastic. Shit, a lot of people don't make it to 60 and they hit 40. A lot of people don't make it to 60 and they 45. I finally got my life together. I'm 45. They literally got like 15, 12 to 15 years left. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you better have good genetics. You better have good genetics. All right. So uh, anyway, the cruelties of life. So get your shit early as early. Get your shit ready as early as possible so you can enjoy it. And uh, and um, and when you're in your 20s, 30s, right around the corner, it's not that far. So that's why I, when people say 20 is young, I'm like, no, it is not. I actually had a Kaylee over not too long ago. She was like uh, 23 or 24. I think she had just turned 24. And she was like, I'm going to be 30 soon. I was like, yes, you are. You on borrowed time, baby. I'm like, you on borrowed time. You're going to be 30 soon. Soon, Your next birthday, you knocking on 30's door. What are we doing? Brandon is in the building. Brandon J says, appreciate the content. Watch every day. Every day, A in the building. Shout out to you. Trying. Rins Cash. I got you already, brother. Thank you, man. We got super chats in the building. Capable. Uh, we got um, Enigma. WPG says, when you smell it leaking, you're not sure if that was God's design or Lucifer's. Can't believe what we do to get it. And once we have it, that is absolutely true. Like, it's kind of like the um, Bruce Banner situation. I equate... <laughs> I equate men being men having sex to the incredible Hulk. Okay. That's what I equate it to. Cause one minute you're fine. You're saying, all right, you got your glasses on, you're working, you're doing your task. And all of a sudden the testosterone hit, you get aroused. Here comes the woman. Then you turn into the incredible Hulk and you'd be like, rawr, you ripping off your shirt. You doing stuff. You throwing stuff across the room. You tearing up shit. You knocking people out. And then you roar. You bust. And you fall asleep. And you wake up. First thing that hits you is the Budusi smell. Then you see her naked body next to you. And you like, why was I even doing anything with that? You see in stretch mark. On the teddy, you seeing her, her, her whole stomach look like balled up homework. You looking at her feet. They got bunions. She got corns across her toes. You turn the light on. You looking like, what was I thinking? You smell your beard. You back to Bruce Banner. You smell your beard. You was like, what was I doing with my face? Where did I put my face? You got snail trail all in your beard, all on your chin. You look at the meat curtain roll. You looking. What was I doing? Why was I doing those things? <laughs> you smell it like Medusi on your nose. You're like, what, what was what was I thinking here? This is tragic. Look at this. 
You're looking at the room, the bed sheets, everything. Like, what was I thinking, bro? You didn't came back to your senses. That's why they call it coming. You didn't come back to your senses. As little Wayne even told us, you didn't come to your senses. Now you're aware. <laughs> you're sitting there like, okay, what am I doing here? You wake up in a non-familiar place. You're like, what the hell? You tip outside. It's six in the morning. You try to get to the crib. You're like, what am I doing? I hope this bitch never call me again. <laughs> right? It's the Bruce Banner uh, Incredible Hulk. You went crazy for about 25 minutes. Slobbing on each other. You did some stuff that's despicable, absolutely disgraceful. Then you don't woke up like, what the? Well, who am I? At some particular point, you have that conversation with yourself. Like, this is absolutely a despicable. Like, I would have never done these things with my conscious mind. <laughs> right? But now I got to live out the reality of this thing here. Ladies, I just want you to know. Shout out to Bob asking me about something else. Bob is trolling over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Ladies, I just want you to know that's what happens to every man. Every single man goes through this. And we go through this with about 90% of our partners, 90% of the women, 90% of the time that the woman that we're with. Okay. <laughs> Somebody wants it. This is how we end up. And we wonder what we did. Why the hell were we doing what we were doing? Full of regret. Women have regret, regret, and we have regret. Disgraceful. Derek W. says, just use the laundromat next to the Arizona State University. I've never seen so many flatbacks and linglings in one place. I wanted to pull out my bankroll like Uncle Earl. And he said right here and ask who need help with their books. I got money. Hashtag free agent lifestyle. One of the best campuses. Guys, if you've never been near Arizona State, University, and I've been there. We've actually played there. Uh, teams that I've coached have played there. I used to go to a uh, a basketball tournament that was featured at um at the Arizona State University, and um I've hung out there. To me, it is you're. It, listen now, if you like thick black women, don't go there. So that they're not going to be there. If you see black women, they're going to be tall and flat back. They're more than they're going to be. Thick and in shape and got booty. But if you like flatbacks and linglings and Latinas, Arizona State University is to me one of the top notch universities. It's mind blowing. It is mind blowing. But you gotta like flatbacks, you gotta like muskrats and master splinters and linglings and Latinas. It is mind blowing. And you, you ain't going to see nothing like it. There's not many. And I've been, guys, you're talking to a guy that's been to a lot of campuses. You name a campus and I've probably been there. All right. I've been, I've been in coached in every state. All right. So I've been to a lot of campuses. I can tell you where the ugly chicks are too. University, Stanford University and the University of Vermont. They ain't got no, both of them ain't got no good looking chicks there. There's very few. But ASU. It's got to be the one of the top 
in the country. <laughs> Top in the country. I've been to Michigan State. What MSU? I've been to Montana State, Michigan State. So I've been seeing a lot of campuses. I've been on a lot of campuses across the country. ASU is top notch. Not even close. Okay, UCLA is going to be a close second. But ASU is undefeated. Yes, I've been to Tallahassee, Florida State. I've been to FAMU. And um, as ter- terms of black colleges, I can tell you where if you will, if you like, if you like black, I've been to LSU. LSU is pretty nice too. LSU is going to be on the top list. Um, if you want black colleges, I've been to almost all the black schools as well. And I'm going to say like North Carolina A&T, top uh, Alabama A&M, top um, like Southern and Grambling, good. Those are kind of overrated. Those are going to be some FAMU, good. Okay, Howard, decent. Howard is fine. But Grambling State is kind of like, you know, this Grambling State's in the middle of nowhere. That's their problem. And uh, if your school is downtown, forget it. <laughs> All right, if your school is downtown, you got ugly chicks. <laughs> I've been to Baylor. Baylor's good. Yep, Baylor's good. Um, I've been to Columbus, Ohio. I've been through Ohio State. I can't say I've been there a lot. I've been, I can't say I've been there a lot to judge, but I know they are do pretty good. Uh, Jackson State, no. I'm going to say no. Oh, BYU, if you like flatbacks, BYU is going to blow you away. Uh, USC, you, uh, USC is good, but you're not going to see them on campus. You got to go to like the football games to go to USC. They're there. They're there. They're going to be there. I, I would pick UCLA over USC because if I if you go to campus, to either campuses, at UCLA, you're going to see them on campus. At USC, not so much because it's a downtown school. It's kind of, they're kind of hidden, kind of hidden. Let me see. I'm trying to see wh- what you guys are saying. And now we are lost in the stream, by the way. USC is night, but it's in the hood and their campus is mixed in with South Central Los Angeles. So you're not going to get a good campus flow. At USC, UCLA, on the other hand, is on a sprawling campus outside of Beverly Hills and Westwood. You're going to be blown away. All right. Um, UTEP. Hell no. (laughs) I've been to UTEP plenty of times. No, you'll find better chicks off campus. SMU is going to be. SMU, but you got to like a certain type of girl. SMU is going to blow you away. I think Uh, Georgia Tech, unfortunately, it's a downtown campus. So you really can't get a good feel on campus. You got to go to a sporting event. Texas A&M, I have never been to, so I can't tell you. UPenn, no. None of the Ivy Leagues are going to qualify. I can tell you what the best Ivy League school is, but it ain't count much. I've been on several Ivy League campuses. Not impressed. Not impressed. Oh, San Diego schools. Any one of them. Any one of them. UCSD, USD, or San Diego State. Any one of them, any one of them, pick it. You're going to be blown away. Auburn, decent. I've been to Auburn. Colorado, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Colorado, thumbs up. Uh, UCF, thumbs up. That's Central Florida, thumbs up. I've never been to Ole Miss. I've been to Mississippi State, but I know someone that went to Ole Miss, but I think they're good. TCU, thumbs up. 
Kansas, I've never been to Kansas. I've been to Kansas, but I haven't been to KU. Um, Georgia State downtown, so it's hard to get a gra grasp of downtown. Loyola Marymount is going to be good. You'll be you'll get a good one there. It's a small campus. University of Memphis, I'll pass. All right. Um, let me see here. Miami, probably good. I've never been on campus at Miami. Okay. I've been I've never been on campus. Duke. No. Duke, no. Let me see here. Memphis Community College. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Washington State. Washington State. You'll be Washington is better than Washington State. UW is good. You're going to be shocked at UW. UW is pretty decent. UNLV, no. UNLV, no. University of Michigan, I've never been to. I've been to Michigan State, but not Michigan. Stony Brook, no. All right. ASU, number one. Number one. Uh, Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh is kind of downtown-ish, so no. North Carolina Central, yes. George Mason, no. Richmond, yes. Rich University of Richmond mm, is downtown as well. Oregon, yes. Oregon State, no. Let's see here. University of Con Wisconsin, you'll probably be fine there. Penn State, I will give a thumbs up. Clemson recently, yes. University of Houston, no. San Jose State, no. San Jose State, no. Let me see here. Nebraska, no. I'm going to go no on Nebraska. Kentucky, I've never been to, but I want to go. I want to go. Morgan State, possible. That's a black school in Baltimore. Syracuse, no. I'm pushing Syracuse off the list. Absolutely not. But now I've I've been there. I haven't been there. I've been there, so I couldn't say, but I've been there enough to say I wasn't impressed. Texas Tech, possible. Possibly. Have I been to Cal State Northridge? Sleeper. You'll be shocked. There's a lot of free, there's a lot of uh reject girls at Cal State Northridge. So you'll be shocked. That's a possible. There's a lot of baddies over there at Cal State Northridge. University of Illinois, I've been to down there in Urbana-Champaign. Eh, possible. I've been down there. Beautiful campus, though. Beautiful campus, nice facilities. All the New York universities, no. There ain't no fine chicks at any New York university. Just let's put it right there, <laughs> okay? Maybe at, like, um... Maybe at like, I can't think of one New York university that got any fine chicks. If you want to go to school, <laughs> if you want to go to school and look for attractive chicks, do not go to a school in New York. All right. That's going to be all ugly chicks. There ain't got to be not one. Oh, you see Santa Barbara high on the list. That's going to be a sleeper. All right. Shout out to hey, everybody in New York is mad at me now. I can't go to New York. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. I'm trying to think what would be the top school in New York that I can see. Mm. You got to go to New Jersey. You got to go to Rutgers, possibly. Texas, that's a big one right there. We're losing viewers as we're talking, but Texas. Yeah. Oh, University of Georgia, 
I would say most of the SEC schools, you're going to be fine, probably except for Missouri. But the rest of the SEC is going to be thumbs up. Tennessee State could be decent, although is that outside of I've been there before, but it was a long time ago. I don't remember it being that good, but I it possibly could. St. John's. I've been to St. John's, very small campus. I didn't see nothing popping off. Oh, let me take back New York. NYU. NYU for sure might be the top where the good-looking chicks are. So I will take that back. I've been over to NYU. And NYU got some, yeah, they got some girls that got high-level sugar daddies over there. So NYU is definitely, definitely probably the top one. And it costs a lot of money there. Columbia. Mm. Colorado, yeah. Somebody says Missouri got the super baddies. I don't know. NYU is definitely on there for sure. NYU don't shave their legs. I was when I was over there at NYU, I was like, <laughs> somebody said NY. I'm not gonna say what race, what people we know I can't say that. Yeah, you can't say that. Uh let's see there. Cal State Fullerton, no. I mean, it could be decent. A lot of reject girls over there. Miami of Ohio. I've never been to their campus. All right. We played them though. We played them in basketball. So I do remember playing the team, but I think we played them at home. So I've never been to their campus. University of Hawaii, as much as you would think they would, they it's kind of a mixed. So it's decent. You 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 can't miss there. You can't miss at University of Hawaii. I've been there, played there, and been there a couple of times. University of Chapel Hill, uh, Carolina, Chapel Hill, yes. Pep oh, my God. Pepperdine, sleeper, yes, but it's a small school. Pepperdine, you're going to go crazy at Pepperdine. All right, so Pepperdine is definitely high on the list. Um, Yale, Yale. All right, Yale. Somebody say, how about UCLA? UCLA is number one or two. Pepperdine's up there, too. Pepperdine, one of the best-looking campuses in America. North Dakota, North Dakota State. Definitely probably got some flatbacks there. I've never been there, though. I've never been there. Let me see here. TCU tops. The U, yes. Bama, I've never been to their campus, so I can't say. Uh, the best Ivy League school possibly might be Yale. All right. Um, there are some sleepers. The Boston schools, some sleepers there. Boston schools, if you want to go to have a good environment, the Boston schools are probably going to be all good. All good. But these are going to be super liberals, super lib liberals, if you will. Cal Berserkley, no. Cal Berkeley and Stanford got to have some of the ugliest chicks, <laughs> right? Uh, the ugliest chicks around, man. Yes. Yeah, but the Boston schools are great. Right in there, you have Boston College all within probably three to five miles. Northeastern, Boston University, all walkable. MIT, and then down the road is Hobbit. So, yeah. those That's a great area. I've been around all these campuses, man. Uh, you, Cal, Cal Berkeley is, they nah. Long Beach State, you're going to find some sleepers there. UC Irvine is gar, garbage. I used to live by UC Irvine. Like, I could ride my bike to UC Irvine. UC Irvine, forget it. Waste. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, let's see here. Last couple, last couple. What's the top three? Unfortunately, I have to do California. I'm going to say, well, no, no, no. I'm going to say Arizona State, UCLA, Pepperdine. 
and possibly San Diego State. Those are going to be your three. Maybe University of Arizona. Those are going to be your top three. ASU, UCLA, Pepperdine. Now, there's some other ones that can compete. So Georgia, Alabama, probably some of those, they can compete. But I have to be partial. Florida State, Florida State got to be in a conversation. Um, uh, Georgia got to be in a conversation. Like, these schools got to be in a conversation. Nevada, Reno, no. No, no, no. San Diego State has to be in the conversation. San Diego State is in the conversation. TCU, SMU, definitely in the conversation. You definitely want to talk about those. Oh, I've been to Rice a lot of times. Florida State, I've never been to Florida, though. I've never been to Gainesville. So I can't really say Florida, University of Florida, but I've been to Florida State. And uh, I definitely got to be in those conversations there. There's some other ones. There's some other ones that could be in the conversation. But um, University of Miami, yeah, you could put them in the conversation too. BYU, you could add them in the conversation as well. Yes. Anyway, they're trying to get my stream here. Somebody said University of Southern Nevada. Yeah. New, 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 new world order. Okay. Anyway, I love that, man. That was an impromptu. That was an impromptu. Oklahoma. They got some good ones. They just got too many. I've been to Tulsa. I've been to Oklahoma. University of Tulsa. I've been to Oklahoma. And um, I've never been to Oklahoma State. But those two, I'm going to say it's probably better looking. They have some that are good. But y'all got some that are bad. Mm. Colorado might be in a conversation. University of Denver's downtown. Can't get a really good feel. Hawaii. All right. He says, I got to, he says, I got to get a tour started. I got to start a tour. Texas is, could be good. All right. You, so who's keep saying UTEP? Stop it. Stop saying UTEP. UTEP has nothing going on there. University of Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Anyway. Who keeps saying UTEP? Stop it. Notre Dame could possibly be. Oh, UCSB, University of Santa Barbara, got to be in the conversation. The simp tour, yes. Let's go simp for girls at the junior college. Yeah, that'll be crazy. We would all end up arrested at the end of the tour. We'd all end up arrested. University of Virginia, Old Dominion. Um, I can't say that I've been there enough to even say. Penn State, possibly in there. UT Austin, in the conversation, yeah. All right. Let's get in there. Southern Miss. Cal State Northridge is in the building. All right, what do we got here? Crypto Keeper, North Dakota State University. Shout out to the Juco Flatbacks. I'm going to say for women in North Dakota, they probably look pretty good. Hodge says, Coach, now we need a whole show dedicated to the top Kaylee Flatbacks and Linglings across the country. Yes, I'm going to tell you where not to go. Stanford, <laughs> right? Stanford, they're going to be mad at me, brother. But do not go new, to Stanford. New, new, new world order. You're going to be disappointed when you go to Stanford. I can give you the disappointment list. Stanford is tops, number one. Berkeley, a close second. You're going to be mad disappointed when you go to Cal Berkeley. You're going to be like, you're going to get there and you'll be like, what the? Per capita, University of California, Berserkly, per capita. Stanford, you're going to be like, what the hell? University of Montana is a sleeper, though. 
University of Montana and uh, the Grizz in Missoula, those are good. Montana State, eh. Oh, um, there's a couple of sleepers. Um, uh, like there's a couple of sleepers out there if you like Mormon chicks. If you like Mormon chicks, like Boise State is a sleeper. You'll be fine at Boise State. You're gonna get some because these are the, all the kids that couldn't get into University of Utah in BYU. So they all go to Boise State. Some heavy Mormon chicks go to Idaho State. Sleepers. All right, there's some sleepers out there. Now they're going to have some big fat ankles and calves, though. They're going to have some calves. But of those schools up there, University of Montana would probably be the number one in that whole region. But they got some sleepers at Boise State. Yeah, they be wearing them cowboy boots. Colorado State got some sleepers. So anyway. <laughs> All right, we got, uh, let's see here. Let's get back to the show. That was a good evening show impromptu. Not a lot of people were interested in it, but who gives a damn? Let's get into this interesting article about Kiki Palmer. Let's review this. Take a look. Kiki Palmer, right here. This was an article that came out two months before the incident that we've seen today, and there he is showing his teeth. Do you see this? Now, did you see the headline? Take a look. Kiki Palmer loves that boyfriend, Darius Jackson, isn't obsessed with being masculine. Well, isn't that telling? Isn't that telling? They always telling themselves. So what this looks like is that she picked a the most conservative liberal guy she can possibly get. Light-skinned ninjas. And it ended up backfiring on his ass. On her ass. It ended up backfiring. Now it all makes sense. See, I knew something was off about that guy. That's why I didn't defend him. A lot of people are defending him and then going hard on Kiki. And I didn't do it. And I said, nah, this ain't right. What he's doing is definitely in his feminine. And I can recognize some feminine characteristics, some son husband characteristics, some emotional ninja characteristics, some liberals. You know, these uh, these liberal men definitely are sometimes characteristically emotional type ninjas. They they appear masculine, but they emotional type ninjas. They be crying and shit. Light skinned, beige rage. And I did not defend him. I was like, nah, man, what he's doing don't make any sense. And now, guess what? CGA right once again. I'm, I'm one of the only people that took the stance that I took on this issue. A lot of people were like, he need to do this and she need to know. I was like, no, she don't need to know nothing. That's not his wife. That is not his girl. He does not own her. He's out of order. He's out of line. And there it is. It didn't take long for us to figure it out. She picked him because he was the most conservative, the almost the most unmasculine, masculine appearing man, the most liberal oriented sheet right there. Mm. Now it all makes sense. See that? And this was just two months ago. As you can see, when women take um, and pick men that they can control, that's looking like this. Yes, he does look like he got a, a little bit of sugar in his tank. Now that she got the kid, She's done with this ninja. And now he then showed his whole card 
And now it's a wrap. I don't think this guy is going to recover. And yes, this woman is not that very attractive. I will say she's a butter face. I like her body face. Not so much. All right. But um, this is what happens when you pick you a tippy toe ninja. And I knew something told me he was tippy toe. Now he's kind of a tall masculine looking guy, but she picked quality wise the least masculine guy that looks masculine there was a woman i did a breakdown video on where she said she wants a guy that's liberal morally but conservative and takes the lead and pays for the bills and everybody made fun of her she ended up on the news too trying to defend her case this is what she picked she picked a liberal guy that looks somewhat masculine but not too masculine and guess what? His tampon string star showing. <laughs> That's exactly what you got. Now, see, doesn't it all make sense? So anybody who disagreed with my stance now, when you see this, doesn't it all make sense now? Doesn't it all make sense? I was like, he out of pocket. He's still barely out of pocket. He's trying to control something that does not need to be controlled. And now take a look at that photo. Doesn't it all make sense? This is what, <laughs> this is why they call me the king of kings, y'all. Because I can call it, and I'm gonna probably be he's I'm gonna probably hit the hell head the nail right on the head. Somebody says, "Nah, I'm still confused." He says, "I'm still confused." There's somebody still confused. Well, you want a man like she basically got a half a man. That's what she got. She basically got a man that looks like a man that she can procreate like with a man, but the ninja isn't as feminine, but that's a quality she picked. So when she out there hugging on Usher or Usher, as we call him, he got into his feminine feminine. He did exactly what he did exactly what a man like him will do. And she picked him. But unfortunately, you got a lot of masculine men that are trying to defend him. And there's a lot of guys like, oh, no, he needs to pull her card and he she needs to dress like a wife. And she, nope. She picked a tippy-toe ninja that will never pull her card. He won't have the, be, he won't have the ability to. Why? Because she found the qualities of that. She got what she picked. This is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful confirmation that I was right. Not obsessed with being masculine. And got it this it were, it blew up in her face. It blew it blew up in her face. And you know why? She gets to him peck him. She gets to let him. He he's like, hey, I'm not gonna be dominant. I'm not gonna dominate over you. Maybe in the bedroom. I'm not gonna dominate. I'm not gonna tell you this and that. She gets to run all over him. And then she got she gets to be a hoe in the streets and get her booty cheeks out. And then he all on Twitter crying. He's doing exactly what she picked. This ninja on Twitter crying. <laughs> You're your mom. Yo, this shit is confirmation. CGA always goes with his gut. And his gut is always right. This is why they call me Coach Adamas. Yep. She got an emotional chat. She picked it. And then it came back to haunt her that fast. Now check this out. 
I actually was talking about this earlier about when simp simp online and then I was blowing up the picture and I said, ladies, this is the guys. These are your future. This is the future men. These are your future fathers. These are your future men that are going to secure the border and protect you. Ladies, is this what you want? Inherently, women are so bad at picking men. They will pick men like this. And then they will regret it. Ladies, talk to me. Talk to me. Have you ever picked a guy like this? He looked apart, but the ninja was an emotional ninja. He wasn't obsessed with his masculinity. He bowed down to you. He wrote, he read a spoken word poetry, slam poetry to you. And the ninja would cry on you. You wanted the man to cry. You thought that's what you wanted, but this ninja cry every other week. And you like, God damn. <laughs> You bust in the bathroom, this ninja pee sitting down. You like, are you sitting down to pee? And what you thought, he says, that's their dream come true. And you thought you wanted it, and then you got it. And you was like, maybe I can get him to man up. And he come out in a fuchsia V-neck sweater. And you looking at that ninja, you like, well, he's securing his masculinity. I'll let it slide. Then he comes out wearing... Um, he, he comes out wearing, um, what do they call them? I can't remember. He, he comes out wearing penny loafers with no socks with the penny in the loafer. And you're like, shit, this ninja wearing penny loafers with no socks and capri pants. Mm. Then the ninja, yeah, with the capri pants, you're like, ah, oh, shit. Well, it takes a secure man to do that. You look good. Then he polishing his nails. Then he crying, writing spoken word poetry. Then he listening to India Irie songs and blasting incense. Then all of a sudden he putting flowers in his hair. Then this ninja running around. You looking at him. He looking like, then he put a dangly, he put a dangly earring in his ear. You like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh man. You're going too far. He crosses legs, cross-leggedly, not pimpishly, but femininely. And you like, man, man, man. <laughs> you picked them. You picked them with just enough masculinity, but not too much. And now you got you an emotional piece sitting down ninja. See, this is what happened. You see this? She picked it, and it ended up backfiring. And now she's trying to figure out how to reel it back in, but it just ain't going to work now. She's going to have to get rid of this ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely uh, despicable. All right. Avoiding women with mental health issues. Let's talk about this real quick. Um, is this what I was going to show you? I actually have a video right here. What is this video? Oh, you know what? Before we do that, I was actually going to um, talk about this. Another thing that I've been talking to you about, I'm telling you that dating and girlfriend, boyfriend is not really a real relationship. The only real relationships that count is like fiance, wife. The other are you're just trying to figure out if this person is willing, you're willing to go to the next step. Now, this woman's going to talk about it here, 
And she's going to say what dating is. And I've never heard this before, but we're going to actually play what she says dating is. Let's go ahead here. Be okay with him having sex with somebody else, right? I want to get to know you, man. Who cares who you sleep with? I don't, right? I'm just trying to see who you are as a man. And if you need to go get your rocks off somewhere, go do it over there. We're not really together. Dating is gathering data. I'm just getting to know who you are. So if you want to pressure me to have sex with you, to open up the most intimate part of my life when I hardly even know your middle name, that is unrealistic. All right, that's unrealistic. So interesting enough, this is kind of on par with what I was saying. Dating is gathering data. I think girlfriend and boyfriend, same thing. You're testing each other's loyalty. You're seeing if everybody can operate and be who you want them to be. If a person chooses to cheat, they did you a favor. You gathered the data. You said they're not loyal and faithful or they're operating in a way that I don't like. Then I'm done with them. Okay. But you're gathering the data in order to see if you want to fully commit. And somebody says, how long is dating? It can be as long as you need to gather the data. So you can date for as long as you want. You can go non-committal for as long as you want. There's people that date for five years and non-committal. They never get a title. Then you get to the titles and then you have a sense of ownership. And then you want to say what you can and cannot do. What you will find is the modern woman does not want any parts of that. They will say, well, listen, I know we're boyfriend and girlfriend. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my father. All right. Now, um, that's typically when they're trying to do dirt and you catch their ass. But I'm under the impression, I'm under trying to tell you, I've been through a lot of forms of relationships. When I look at, at a girlfriend-boyfriend relationship, I don't see much commitment there, okay? Remember, I've been all the way to fiancé in marriage. If I take my behavior as a married man and apply that behavior to a girlfriend, that's going to scare the shit out of a girlfriend. Because it's two different modes of operation. It's two different expectations. Now, if you've never been married and never been had a girlfriend, I mean, never had a fiance, you think the girlfriend is the end-all be-all. You think that that's a major commitment. It's a commitment, but not a major one. It don't have nothing compared to fiance and marriage. Nothing. It ain't even close. The expectations. It's not even close. So when people say, hey, I've been in long-term relationships before. And I say, how long? They say five years. I'm like, that ain't shit, <laughs> right? That's not shit compared to, and they'll try to equate that to a marriage or a fiance. I'm like, you were just girlfriend and boyfriend. You, you never were fully in a promise and a committed lockdown legal agreement. So if you've always been there, like if you've been all the way to marriage and you say, well, this is my girlfriend, man, that ain't even close to be the same. Mm. Not even close. But you can only understand that when you've actually had uh, real commitments. Real commitments are locked down for real. All right. But anyway. Locked down. Yeah. So when you can go six years in a committed long term relationship. But as when it, it when it's over, everybody gets to walk. Right. Everybody gets to walk. The worst that can happen is small claims court. But you haven't been in a serious relationship unless you've been engaged or marriage. So now as a person that has been there, I look at girlfriend and boyfriend as somewhat inconsequential. All right. It's something, but it ain't really mean shit. It don't mean nothing. So then when you talk about somebody cheated on you, I get it, but it don't mean shit. Now, baby mama is even worse. It's even lower than girlfriend, boyfriend.
So if you say my my baby mama, I'm like, that ain't even girlfriend, boyfriend. <laughs> that ain't even close to girlfriend and boyfriend. All you are is a man who donated sperm to a woman. She has no expectations. She, You have no expectations of her other than what she's going to do with the kid and her you. All you guys are two people and she opened her legs, you skeeted. There's n so when <laughs> so there was a there was a situation. There was a situation where there was a situation where there was a um there was a young lady who was a baby mama. She was a baby mama to one guy and she cheated with the other guy's brother. I was like, that ain't cheating. <laughs> baby mama, that ain't cheating. How was a baby mother? How is a baby mother sleeping with your brother cheating? I'm still confused as to how that could be cheating. How? Explain. Well, well, she had your baby and how? And what else? What did you give her? Nothing. You gave her nothing but sperm. <laughs> so I said that and a couple of people were like, no, you gave her nothing but sperm. There's nothing committed to, there's nothing, there's, there's not even a girlfriend, boyfriend commitment. How in the hell is that? Are you mad at her for sleeping with somebody else? <laughs> now you can go talk to your brother. You can go talk to your brother and be like, damn, you really, you really bang my baby mama like that. You can talk to your brother and say, you know what I mean? I thought it was bros over hoes. But all you got is a skeezer. That's all you got. What is she supposed to do? <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. I'm like, y'all putting your energy in. And, and men who do this, what you're doing is, is what a lot of women have called you out about. Okay? Because what you're doing is you're actually out here. He, you're probably doing dirt on your baby mama. And your baby mama probably put up with a lot of shit with you and had your kids and you crept and you was like, nah, I don't really don't want to commit. Nah, man, I don't really don't want to get married. Nah, I really don't want to do that. Nah, man, I really don't need no titles. You did all that shit and you went out there and you ran on the streets. Now, she did you dirty one time and you ninjas is crying like Stewie. <laughs> Sensitive ass ninja. What? She did you dirty one time. And she really did you dirty. And now because your non-title, non-committal ass got done dirty, now you're crying in the corner like a raggedy pimp. Because you thought you was a pimp, and then she unpimped your ass, and now you crying like a raggedy pimp. <laughs> All right? Baby mamas have no standing. Where do you go to, where do you go sign up and what box do you check for baby mama? I know guys don't understand. And you guys, you know, black men, are, you guys are doing this and the black community is doing this. What box do you check for baby mama? There's no standing for baby mama. There's no standing. There's no official standing. This is disgraceful. This is why the community is way it, the way it is. Because you're trying you're trying to make something. You're trying to make something something, and it ain't nothing. It's absolutely zero. Means nothing. <laughs> it's just disgraceful. 
She can do what she want. The only box you're going to check is child support. Means zero. Absolutely nothing. Guys, you guys got to figure out what it is or not. He says concubine is just below wife. That ain't a concubine because you ain't got no wife. Nitch got to have wife first to have a concubine. Nitch got to got wife first. And you got to be supporting her and shit like that. Okay. But if you supporting her and another ninja supporting her, well, looks like y'all got a hoe. Y'all don't have a concubine. Looks like she's going to the highest bidder. And I would never fight over a hoe. Now that's simping. Y'all fighting over hoes on who going to pay the most for the hoe? That's what y'all doing? <laughs> y'all fighting over pass arounds? Y'all pass y'all fighting over monetized chicks and ju- and junior and sugar babies? Nah man, sounds like it ain't no fun unless the homies can't have none. Y'all done lost you you men have lost your grip. You guys have lost your grip out here. If she going to be a hoe and she going to be a concubine, treat her as such. But y'all getting emotional over some baby mama shit. This this what tells you we have disorder and chaos in the universe. There's no standing for baby mama. There is no matter of fact, we need to get rid of the term baby mama because we've actually normalized this shit. Baby mama, baby daddy. That's a disgraceful way to procreate, to, to be honest with you. It don't even mean anything. We need to get rid of it. Not only do we need to get rid of it, we need to get rid of the idea that that's an actual relationship. It's not. That is not a relationship. <laughs> okay? That's my baby mama. No, that's not a relationship. That's not a commitment. That's just, you, you might have not even known that person's last name and you're fighting over this bitch. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it's the community. Hey, we were talking. It's basically a strag. Yeah, I guess. Let's get into this one. Mental health. Speaking of mental health. If you think that's a relationship, you got to be in the South somewhere. All right. Because that that is not a relationship. All right. So avoiding women with mental health issues. Mental health. Okay, let's talk about mental health, guys. Uh, One of my things that I'm going to talk about here is I'm not a big fan of mental health the way people pitch it. I think it's propaganda. I think it's aiming towards the weak people. I think it actually does enrich, enriching the pharmaceutical companies. It enriches the the pharmaceutical companies, and it preys on the weak. Um, And a lot of these people that are, they're not only have mental health issues, they got a bevy of issues they have financial issues and you're going to see it here they have social issues they have social economic issues they're probably a little bit thin-skinned and they have no ambition all right so that's always the characteristics of these people now if 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 these people can find a way to self-diagnose or diagnose have somebody diagnose them with these issues they think it explains things about them And so what they'll say is like astrology. Well, I'm an Aries, so X, Y, and Z. And I say bullshit. Now, I don't disagree with astrology on face value, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to allow bad behavior because you're an Aries. Do you understand? 
So if you do have some other bad qualities, you say, well, this because my mental health and I have X, Y, and Z. And I say, well, bullshit, I can straighten and sober you up real quick. Now, there are some people that have severe, severe mental health issues like illness. So that's going to be different. And I want to remove them from the conversation right now. There's some people that should be locked up in a mental health hospital. Those people I don't, I understand. There's some people that has gone through some physical or brain trauma. This is separate from that. I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. People who use it as a crutch. Okay. I think these people should, number one, take get their rights taken away. If, in fact, they totally can't work an eight-hour day. If they totally can't go to school. If they totally can't figure out how to function. If they totally have relapses and just snap. These people should be taken off the streets. All right. But, of course, they want the benefits of your, uh, to treat them like a victim. So, then they're going to keep parading this bullshit around only to just sit around doing drugs and smoking weed and drinking and fornicating in the middle of all of that. Okay. So in my situation, I'm a Libra and I have certain qualities that people do say, yeah, that's what Libra qualities, but I don't use that to justify me being an asshole. You understand. Now, if you just ill, you need to be locked up. You don't need to be dating or marrying anybody. In fact, in fact, you should legally have to disclose if you have mental health issues to anyone you have sex with, date, get engaged with, or marry. And yes, go ahead and throw baby mom on there. This is how deep I'm going. You should have to disclose it on that. It's just like a STI. If I marry you or fornicate with you and then later on your ass come up and say, but I have ADHD, it should be a law that you disclose that shit before somebody sex, sexes you up or or uh, fornicates with you or marries you. It should be a straight up law. And if they don't disclose it, that means they can't use it when they ask get in the bind. They can't use it. In the middle of their marriage, they can't use it in family court and so forth and so on. They can't come back later and say, I've been dealing with depression and anxiety and stress all my life. And as a result, he triggered me. That's how far I'm going with this. They should have to give over their mental health records and evaluations from all the way from their IEP and special ed right over to whoever they're having sex with or or marrying or engaged or boyfriend and girlfriend. That's how serious I'm taking this because otherwise, if they don't, they cannot use this and yield it like a weapon against you once you enter into the relationship and then, then they say, you trigger me and I have a history of X, Y, and Z. That's my point about it because that's what's happening. That's what's happening to a lot of people. Then they're going to say, I got a history of this shit and he triggered it and now boom. Or she triggered it and now boom and they yielded as a weapon, which nobody can say, well, screw yourself. Like I can't say, well, go screw yourself. I don't care about your issues. It's just like any medical condition. If I marry you, you should be, you should tell me, well, look, I have five years to live. Because of this medical issue. 
I could die anytime. Now, if you don't disclose that and I marry you and the undertaker shows up, I'm going to be like, what did I do? What's going on? That wasn't fair. You should have disclosed that you have a history of diabetes and you got it. And then all of a sudden you croak. Isn't that matter? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that change the dynamics of the relationship? You should tell me if you had chlamydia and gonorrhea and you didn't got washed out two and three times. You should tell me that because now I need to know this type of information. Okay. It's the same with mental health. They should tell you they got borderline personality disorder, schizophrenia, split personalities, and other shit. They should be able to disclose it. Depression. They should say, I got anxiety, stress. I take medication, blah, blah, blah. They should be able to, they should have to mandatorily disclose it or they should not be messing with these people. Okay. He said they never get dates. Now, glad you said that. With that being said, <laughs> with that being said, these people should not be dating if they're experiencing these issues. Again, if you're going to use it as a victim or as a shield or a way that I can't go in there and be hardcore on you, well, guess what? You shouldn't be dating. Or you shouldn't be dating them. What you will find is these people have a history of alcohol, drug abuse, and all of that shit. It's just not they, that they don't have mental health issues. I can't tell you if it's true, but you'll find that that is true. Let's get into it. Here we go. What's affecting these people? Uh, we're going to give you the data. Let's talk about the men since last month. Was men's mental health issue. Guys, this is going to be problems. There's going to be problems that you experience in your relationships and marriages, even having sex with women. You're going to find that many of them have mental health issues. Men's mental health issues, what you need to know. Let's go and take a look at what's most likely going to affect men. Okay, uh, let's go here. <laughs> Older white men, you're affected. Okay. Okay, but what's going to be affected? Mostly we have depression. Okay, depression, anxiety disorders, disorders, schizophrenia, PTSD. Now, the military has to be somewhat weighed on this one because military people highly likely are going to experience this. People who serve in um, uh, law enforcement, people who are firefighters. So this is going to be, they're going to be treated differently for me because that's what's happening there. They're, they're, experience, they're experiencing life that they're probably not going to recover from many of the things that they've been through. Substance abuse, there it is right there. Substance abuse. I don't think, I don't think that you can talk about mental health without talking about substance abuse. And I said this earlier, I don't think you can talk about mental health without talking about substance abuse because that's primarily where it's coming from. So when people say, look, uh, it ain't, this is this and this ain't unhealthy and this is natural and this is. Nah, man, a lot of this shit stems from alcoholism and, and, and coming down off of the effects of alcoholism, drug abuse and so forth. 
that I say all the time. This ninja in here, not all women, shut up. Shut up. Nobody said all the time. I said this is primarily where it's coming from. Shut up with that weak bullshit. Not all women, shut up. <laughs> Ninjas in here, it's coming from that. Alcohol is one of the primarily used drugs in America. Almost, th there's so many alcoholics out here. Lots and lots of alcoholics, functioning alcoholics. Ninjas that go in rage when they're alcoholing. Alcohol is one of the most horrible drugs out here. And then you will find, you will find that a lot of these people are drowning themselves in liquor. And they cannot stop and they cannot function without the liquor. By the time they get sober, then they talk about they're depressed. No, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> That's what you are. And what you need is to get treatment for alcoholism. Not sitting up here talking about you're depressed. How about stop drinking? All right. And I don't know want to care why you drinking. Stop putting the wine to your face. <laughs> stop putting the hard liquor. Stop partying. Stop drinking beers because these things add up. These things add up like crazy and nobody wants to deal with the fact that they're an alcoholic. They just want to deal with the fact that they're mentally ill. And I say bullshit. They're an alcoholic first before they're mentally ill. And we need to get the problem straight. You a wee head. You a crank. You a coca head. You a pill popper. You ain't depressed. You a damn drug addict. <laughs> you a wee head. That's what's making you depressed. So this is what we have to get straight. And I wish people would be head on with it. And the data is right there. There it is right there. You a crackhead, right? You a nicotine fiend. And I'm not the type of guy. Now, does that mean you do these, you're going to be depressed? No. But what you will find is that people that claim they're depressed are substance abusers. Do you understand the difference? It doesn't mean you're going to be depressed by being an alcoholic. But what you will find is if a person says they're depressed, they're kind of be they're an alcoholic. <laughs> That's what's happening. Mm. Nah, man, alcohol. Look, when people put when people put the alcohol to their lips, you probably weren't depressed. You were partying. So if you're going to say depression came first. Ninja be partying. Ninja be partying when they drinking. Now, when you get depressed, you start drinking because you depressed. But when you started drinking, was you depressed when you started drinking? No. Did you start drinking like this? I have nothing going on. Crack. No, you didn't. When you started your alcoholism journey, you was partying it up. See, ninjas in here making excuses. I'm not going to let people make excuses for this bullshit. And, men, I'm calling you out. Men, I'm calling you out. Y'all in here making excuses with your bullshit ass 
mental health issues. This is bullshit. We going to talk real. Ninjas in here. I got I got supporters in here. I got supporters in here making excuses about their life. Ninjas don't start drinking because they depressed. Ninjas drink because they partying. You drink it because you thought it was cool. You drink it because you was drinking with the young boys. Stop the bullshit. Stop the cap. Now, later on, when you became an alcoholic, then guess what? You became depressed. <laughs> Stop the bullshit. You was in there drinking because you thought it was cool. You didn't drink because you was feeling low. Now that you are functioning alcoholic, now you got to drink. Connect the two. And if you're feeling sorry for yourself, take your ass up out of here because I don't care. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. I'm not going to wipe your rear end today. I'm not going to pat you on the back. Period. Ninjas in here making excuses. Ridiculous. Put the alcohol down. And if you can't, because you're an alcoholic, period. And let me just tell you something. Let me just tell you something. I lived with an alcoholic. My grandfather was an alcoholic. And other people in my life were. They refused to admit it, but they were quick to admit that they were depressed. They were quick to admit that they felt bad about themselves. They were quick to admit that. But then when I said, what about them drinks? They didn't want to talk about them drinks. They want to talk about the bullshit behavior over here. Let's talk about them drinks. Substance abuse. Uppers and downers will mess your head up. So if you are a drug head, a crackhead, and an alcoholic, more likely, more than likely, you're probably going to go up and down in life day to day, and then that's how you're going to get that sunken place feeling. That's how you're going to get in a sunken place. You didn't start depressed, start drinking. You got in that sunken place afterwards. <laughs> so stop the bullshit. So I don't want to hear this bullshit out here. It's crazy. First time you took a sip, you was feeling good. <laughs> but nobody wants to deal with this because you want to make excuses for being a substance abuser. You want to make excuses for being a substance abuser. Correct your alcohol and drug issue first. If you're a counselor, and you disagree with me, it's because you're running scams on the people and you won't get them substance abuse help. You put them on additional substances so you can keep running their pockets in the insurance pockets. The biggest thing going on in America is substance abuse, not mental health. Substance abuse is the number one reason people are out here dying, car crashes and whatnot. Period. And people will make excuses as to why they're a substance abuser.
I don't make excuses for substance abusers. I think you're weak as fuck if you depend on substances every day. But that's just me. I think you're a weakling if you got to put cigarettes in your lip on a daily basis. If you got to suck off of your vape pen. I think you're weak. And it's a weak quality when I look for women if they sucking off of a vape pen. It's a weak-ass quality. If you got to get through day by day sucking off wine and alcohol, you're a weakling. And it started off because you were a weakling. It ain't that bullshit. You want to make me you want to make me feel sorry for you because you got weak ass tendencies. You can't control things. You're an addictive personality. You probably got that way because you thought it was cool to do it in the first place. And now you sitting around here talking about you got mental health issues. Put the damn weed down. Put the crack down. Put the coca down. No excuses. But it's right here on the data. And if you pissy about it, take your pissy ass to Alcoholics Anonymous. And let them get you to the 12-step program. Take your ass over there to uh, Narcotics Anonymous and let them get you to the 12-step program. But if you're going to make excuses for doing drugs around here and alcohol, you messing with the wrong one. I will never let people make excuses for being a substance abuser. Period. There's no excuse for it. Everybody knew what the rules were. They told your dumb ass not to do it, and you still did it. So I don't feel like I don't feel like I need to give you a pass because you can't kick the habit that everybody told you was going to be a habit. Period. So if you want to call it what it is and you want to say depression came first, well, that means you got some substance abuse problems that you need to deal with too. Everybody had the same choice not to suck crack and smoke weed and do all of this shit and drink alcohol. We all were fifth graders and you chose to do it, period. Now you want me to feel sorry for you because you deep down in the sunken place. It ain't going to happen because I chose the sober life and you chose to be a crackhead. I ain't going to feel sorry for you. In fifth grade, we all made the choice whether we was going to be cool or depressed in the crackhead. You chose that route. I chose this route. <laughs> you didn't walk out smoking crack. You didn't walk out smoking weed. You didn't walk out drinking drink, but you chose it. And you want me to feel sorry for you? No. <laughs> One hundred. We got this guy here, but making excuses lately. Lately, one hundred percent of serious psychiatric research articles. But coach knows better. Crackhead, alcoholic speaking. Just say you are alcoholic. First stage of twelve step program is to admit you are alcoholic, but you won't do it here. You want to make excuses, Rodrigo da Silva. I'll put your ass on blast. Just say you are alcoholic. First step of the 12th step is to admit you're a damn crackhead. Go ahead and admit you're a crackhead. <laughs> but you won't do it. First stage is to admit. Go ahead and admit. He says, I only drink coffee. Well, sit your ass down, you old emotional ass ninja. Shut up. <laughs> you ain't even going to willing to admit it. 
Just say you a crackhead. Come on. <laughs> Just Jesus. Jesus, these guys. Okay, say you depressed then. Tell, tell everybody you sitting here and you can't cope with life. Just tell everybody you can't cope with life. Life's too hard for you. And go get some help. Please go get some help. You're in the wrong place. Matter of fact, whatever donations you ever gave me, I'll send it back right now in the Cash App, live right here. Well, how much you think you've ever donated to me? I'll send it back so you can go get some help. Go get some help. Do not be over here trying to get some help. I'll send you $500 right now to shut your bitch ass up and go get some help. I'll give it to you right now. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, according to this, dependency on illegal drugs and alcohol will make you more pro prone. And he's in here arguing me, but I'm looking at it right here. Dependency on illegal drugs and alcohol. But no, <laughs> he's not. He's going to deny her, deny it, deny it. Unbelievable. But just say you're a crackhead. Treatment. Treatment. My Lord. What's happened to men? He's sucking on his vape pen. I, I think this is the biggest crisis going on in America, weak-minded people that don't do the work, that don't do shit, and then they want to blame it on everything in a psychology book and ain't going to do nothing with the information. When most of these people in these psychology books be doing the coca, some of your, your most famous psychologists are coca and LSD drop heads and weed heads. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about men now. <laughs> talking about men. Key finding. 77% of men polled have suffered with common mental health symptoms like anxiety, stress, or depression. 40% of men have never spoken to anyone about their mental health. 29%. Look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. Now, boomers and Generation Xers, boomers and Generation Xers probably overwhelmingly do not score high on these polls unless they're, you know, like, you know, you probably have a guy who's 56, got divorced, and uh, trying to recover financially. 29% of those. So it, in my in my opinion, if we're looking at this numbers, yeah, I'm not accepting the cookies on this. If you accept if you accept these numbers, these are people that should not be dating or marrying. Okay? This is my opinion. These people should have no business dating or marrying at all. But you're carrying your issues over into other relationships and then the relationship doesn't work. 
And then you wonder why the relationship doesn't work. You start blaming the woman and the woman starts blaming the man. These people are not healthy. Why are you trying to have relationships and date and you're mentally unhealthy? I don't get it. 40% of men have never spoken about their mental health to anyone. The biggest cause of mental health for men's lives is work, their finances, their health. If you're thinking of self-harming yourself, please, or harming others, please go get some help. Please go get some help. But if you are not and you're actually trying to be about something, I don't want to hear no excuses out here. We ain't trying to make no excuses because you ain't going to get nowhere with no damn excuses. Okay? If you need some help, go get some damn help. But this shit is out of control. I'm seeing far too many people leaning on this. Let's go to women because we dealt with the men first. Men, if you are not mentally strong or healthy, stay away from dating. Please do yourself a favor. Stay away from dating. Do everybody a favor. Getting into women's mental health issues, as you can see, and I've done the stream like this before, apologies for going off on on people. I cannot stand substance abusers that make excuses. Just to let you know, I had an aunt that died doing drugs. I had a substance abuser that I was had a close relationship with. I had a grandfather who died at age 52, alcoholic. I have people in my family who succumb to this, and I don't feel shit for them. I don't. They decided on their own. So if you're going to come out here and make excuses for substance abusers or say that that's not a part of why people are feeling bad, bullshit. I think it's bull crap. I'm not dealing with that. People got to be honest about substance abuse, and that includes alcohol. You did it because you thought it was cool and you thought it was fun. Same thing with weed. I'm like, man, yeah, all that bullshit. And then guess what? Look at your budget. You want to claim that you broke, but look at your budget. And then that brokenness, that broke feeling is making you sad and it affects your relationship. Same thing with gambling. Same thing with gambling. People gamble and then they feel bad and then the relationship gets fucked up and it goes back to the gambling. It, it, you, you didn't have bad mental health or bad relationships because of the relationship, not because of your mental health. It was because of the gambling. It's because of the drugs. It's because of the alcohol. And everybody's doing drugs and alcohol. And then they're not owning up to it, and you're trying to put mental health above that. Absolutely not. Same thing it was prawn, pornography. Alcoholism, alcohol is a depressant. So if you're wondering where your depression is coming from, it's in the bottle of the bottle. It's in the bottom of the bottle. More than likely. The bottle has got you. All right. So let's get in here. Women's health issues. You heard the men's health issues. There weren't that many. You that there weren't that many men's health issues. You had PTSD. Let me go back to the chart. There weren't that many. You had uh, PTSD, substance abuse, schizophrenia, anxiety, and depression. All right, that's where it, that's where the common 
issues with men. When you go over to the women, <laughs> okay, when you go to the women, they got a long ass list, okay? It's out of control. So with the women, depression, women are twice as likely as men to get depressed. Twice as likely. This is crazy. They said 12% compared to 6%. Dude, today these numbers are high. Them are low numbers. Anxiety and specific phobias, which are fears. Although men and women are affected equally by such mental health conditions as obsessive compulsive disorder and social phobias. I can't imagine if you're dating someone with a social phobia. That has to be miserable. Women are twice as likely as men to have panic disorder, generalized anxiety, and specific phobia. So now you got twice as likely there again for the women. Okay, you got twice as likely to depress, twice as likely to have anxiety, twice as likely to have specific phobia. You got OCD and you have social phobia. This is a problem. Can you imagine that you're trying to date and marry someone and they just throw this in your lap? What about if they don't disclose that they have that? I think people should have to disclose it if they're dating you. Certainly if you marry them. What about PTSD? Remember, PTSD was high on the men's chart, but women are twice as likely to develop PTSD following a traumatic event. So now we still, I mean, the women are out here dominating this. We're going to show you why in a minute. They're going to give you reasons why. Suicide attempt. Okay. Right here. Men succumb to self-deletion four times the rate of women. However, women attempt self-deletion two or three times more often than men. Now, when I used to tell people that, they didn't believe it. But... Notwithstanding these issues, now you have them doing it and attempting it two to three times more than men, not being able to pull it off. So there's the reason that we could explore reasons why, but it would have to take a humorous approach. Why can't they do it? Are they failing at something yet again? Um, are they not trying? Are they crying for help? Are they looking for attention? Why? Can their ego not take it? You know what I mean? Are they so mentally whipped up and their ego so big, their narcissism, their dark triad personality traits are so hopped up that they can't even do it. But if you have a woman in your life and you're dating her and she says that she's thought about, attempted, or contemplated doing this, she is somewhat normal. She should disclose this to you prior to you doing anything with her. This is how serious it is. It should be legally 
It should be legally applied. This should be legal. It should be a legal law that if you are dating her into the point of committing to an engagement or a relationship, having children with this woman, she should disclose this before or forever hold her peace. Because what you're going to find out is when these people face difficulties in life, they're going to then say it when you're married. They're going to say it after you have kids. They're going to say it after the wedding ceremony. They're going to say it after they get the engagement ring. They ain't going to say it beforehand. However, what they are going to say is because of the way you're treating them, they want to delete themselves. Bullshit. They had it before. They had it before you got there. Not only did they have that, they also had alcoholism and they had drug abuse and substance abuse. They had a whole bunch of shit before you got there. They never disclosed it, but because the relationship's going bad, they're going to blame you for wanting to do something that they either contemplated already or want to do already. I mean, or attempted. This is why people should disclose it. Just like if they've been in a domestic violence, a domestic abuse, if they've been violated as a child or whatever. But then to blame the other person for something you already had is foul. Especially when you have substance abuse tagged on it. I don't care what caused what, but if you're a substance abuser, plus you are already mentally ill how is the person that's in the relationship the problem? Overwhelmingly, men will be victimized by this because overwhelmingly, according to the data, women experience these things way more. One of the reasons why marriages are falling apart is because women have mental health issues and they had them before they got married. And the events in the marriage further exacerbated it. In addition, the continual use of substance abuse exacerbated the mental health issue. Okay? Let's be real about this. They're saying women are twice as likely, twice as likely. What about eating disorders? Women account for at least 85% of all anorexia and bulimia cases. Bulimia cases. 85%. So when your wife fluctuates in weight, she goes up and down, she's having depression because she's fat, can't lose weight. She probably had that before you got there. And then when you called her fat, she blamed you. And then she's out there saying you bought her a gym membership and you're an asshole. The problem was she probably already had these issues before you got there. But nobody wants to talk about that. 65% of binge eating cases, women also. So why? They're going to give you a reason why. Sleep disturbances. If you have a person, a mate, and they complain that they cannot sleep, as you can see here, they're probably going to have mental health issues. <laughs> okay. Because they're going to be fatigued. They're not going to be able to function during daylight. They're going to stay up all hours of the night getting into dumb shit, doing substances. 
depending on sleep pills. All right. Trying to met, they're going to be messed up. This right here. Now, listen to this. Somebody was arguing this. Somebody was just arguing this. Unlike their depressed male counterparts, women tend to develop problems with alcohol abuse within a year, within a few years of the onset of depression. I'm going to read that again because somebody was making a pissy poor point on this. It is in fact true, according to this, that the alcohol abuse came before the depression. Do you guys see this? I'll make it larger for you. There it is. Women tend to develop problems with alcohol abuse within a few years of the onset of depression. But you guys told me opposite. But of course, with the male, they're saying the male had it opposite. But there it is. So alcohol abuse first, then depression next. Okay. Here's another one. Women are more likely to use religious or emotional outlets to offset the symptoms of depression compared to men. Okay. So that's going to be church lady, the girl that goes to church. So she ended up in church. I've actually told you when they go back to church and they fell back and big backslided and they show back up at church. This is a bad thing. It's not, it, it could be a bad thing. They're repackaging themselves. All right. They're coming back in and they're trying to cope with the reality of the life that they created around themselves. All the sexing, the hypersexuality, the partying, the drinking, the drugs, the late night lifestyle, the kids, the relationship issues, and then they slide their ass back in the church. They're saying typically they tend women tend to slide back in the church to offset the symptoms of depression. Where often men through sports and other hobbies overindulging in other hobbies. So, hey, I'm going to distract myself. What else we got? Schizophrenia. Women with schizophrenia more often experience depression and thought impairment, while men with schizophrenia are more likely to become apathetic and socially isolate. Women with schizophrenia tend to respond faster to anti-psychotic anti medication and need less physical care we got mood symptoms and strings and stabilizers okay check this out biological influences why are they dealing with mental illness okay or mental health issues you're gonna hope it says men bad relationships right let's see what happened let's see what's going on there because we need to figure this out Female hormonal fluctuations are known to play a, part, play a part in mood and depression, okay? So because they have hormones, estrogen can have positive effects on the brain, protecting schizophrenic women from severe symptoms during certain uh, 
phases of their menstrual cycle. Okay. But on the less positive side, women tend to produce less of the mood stabilizer, serotonin, and synthesize it more slowly than men, which may account for the height rates of depression. Okay. You see that? So because they're having these mood swings and hormones, they're saying this is the number one reason why they're experiencing this. Has nothing to do with men. Has nothing to do with men. Has nothing to do with it. Remember, they mad at God. They ain't mad at men. A woman's genetic makeup is also believed to play a role in the development of such neurology, uh, neurological disorders as Alzheimer's, going down social, cultural influence. Despite strides in gender equity, women still face challenges when it comes to socioeconomic power, status, position, and dependency, independence, which can contribute to depression and other disorders. Now, what I read that as is that they mad at God. That's what I read. I read they mad at God. That's all I can read from that. All right. Listen, it ain't my fault. It ain't my fault. I was born in this body. It ain't my fault. You was born in that body. Now they mad. They was born in that body. They mad that they ain't got the strength and the power that I got. They, they mad that I can pull a big checks. They mad that I can get these hoes. They mad that I'm in the position of dominance. They mad that I got to mount them. They mad that I got to push and shove. Right. They mad that they're dependent on men and or the government. They mad. They, they, this is what they're doing. They got to deal with this shit every day. They mad that they can't pick up a tire. You know, because when it's time to move furniture and pick up tires, it shit gets real and they can thump their chest all they want. But when it's time to jack up the car and put the tire on the uh, on the hub. They can't do it. And I'm sure that plays a part in the whole damn thing. According to this data right here, it got to be kind of weird to wake up every day and know you can't pick up a table and move it across the room. Most of them can't. That got to be something that got to be messing with your psyche because you're a fully grown adult. You're not a child. And you know when it's time to rearrange the furniture, you got to call a man in to do the job. That shit has got to be messing with your head. And you actually, yeah, they can't go outside at night because they got to think. If somebody jump on their ass, they got to think about that. You know what I mean? Here's, here's the thing. That don't got nothing to do with me. And when you're in a relationship, you will find that women will argue these things with you and make these things an issue and talk about you got to pay. They're always, I got to pay and I can make my own money and I can do it. And they constantly fighting. They kind of fighting this demon. They constantly trying to prove themselves against this, and this could be quite wearing you down. In fact, black men and black women are going to deal with this as well. So the PTSD and the trauma related to our socioeconomic conditions and overcoming them can be quite difficult. It can mess with our head because we're constantly told we ain't shit and we just in words, even if I'm a doctor or a lawyer. Even if nobody tells us that, we might have a self-belief of that. And then we might even think less of ourselves and become less of because you have that. You will find that black men that don't have that are quite confusing to black men who do have that. 
And it is the men who do have that that will always tell us we nothing but a ninja. And I say, I ain't no ninja. And then they tell us we're going to get our ninja wake up call. Well, the problem is we might not get the damn ninja wake up call. I'm the beast up in this mother sucker. All right. And so men who have this as well are kind of constantly tell the people like them to have this. All right. What else is messing with their head? Girls tend to be dissatisfied. Here we go. Um, right here, girls tend to be dissatisfied with their bodies at puberty, a reaction that is linked to depression. Okay. Now, that don't have nothing to do with me. That sounds like they mad at God. All right. So we guys got to understand. Guys got to understand much of what they're dealing with has nothing to do with you. And it starts early. I've been warning you of this. When you're dealing with dating women, some of the issues that they have is simply because simply because they've been traumatized early, violated early, substance abused early, depressed early, hypersexualized early. They've also been fornicating earlier. They also have had bad relationships earlier before you even showed up. Before she's 25 years old, she didn't live the whole person's life. They've dealt with eating disorders, the fact that they got the itty-bitty titty committee going on and they wish they had a full breast. Then they stuffed their chest with uh, silicone before you even show up. Some of them are mad that they got curly hair. Some of them are mad that they got straight hair. Some of them are mad that they light skin. Some are mad that they dark skin. Some of them are mad that they short. Some are mad that they tall. We ain't even had nothing to do with it. Some of them are mad that they got flat back booty. Some of them are mad that they got wide ass hips. It don't have nothing to do with us. When you're dealing with a woman that has mental health issues, remember, they had that shit before you showed up. And if they ever try to blame it on you, I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't your fault. They had it. They didn't disclose it. And then they pushed it on you to blame you because they needed somebody to blame. Behavior influences. There is some thinking that women are more apt to report mental health disturbances than men, and the doctors are more prone to diagnose a woman with depression and to treat the condition with mood-altering drugs. Let's go back. I need to read this again. So, this goes back to the self-diagnoses. It says they're more apt to report the issues which is a good thing. But then they said the doctors are just more prone to just give them the diagnoses and then treat them with mood-altering drugs. Ninja, way before you showed up. This happened when they were 17, 18, 19, 20, 24, 25, and then you showed up. Here's the deal. We actually had a psychologist even admit to this, and he got out of this counseling because he said legally, not legally, he said, as a part of their protocol, anyone that enters their, their office must be diagnosed. Mm. Now, that tells you that most of it is bullshit. They said, he said, a former counselor, therapist, psychologist, he said, anyone that enters the office must be diagnosed. They don't enter and they say nothing's wrong with you. Go home. 
Their point is everybody that crosses the door must be diagnosed. So do you have it or do you not have it? That's my question. Many people are walking around thinking they have it and they don't have it. What they probably have is substance abuse problems. What they probably have is low self-esteem. What they probably have is laziness. What they probably have is self-medicating pity. They didn't have a problem. The doctor just gave them a problem and then they gave them a drug for it. You see it right here in black and white. But of course, we had some ninja in here trying to tell me I was wrong. You see it right here. Yet what they have is their inability to sleep. What they have is a bad nutritional habits. What they have is lack of exercise. What they don't have, what they have is social anxiety and they don't go outside. What they have, you see what I mean? The doctor, instead of saying, go get some sleep, go to the gym and then eat something, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and stop looking at TikTok and Instagram all day. They just gave them mood-altering drugs. In my opinion, according to this, people don't have it, and they were told they had it. Is it real or fake? I'm giving you the God's honest truth, and I'm reading right off the page. You can actually do your own research if you want. It says it again, and I'm going to read it. Women are more likely to report mental health disturbances than men, and that doctors are more prone to diagnose a woman with depression and then to back it up to treat the condition with mood-altering drugs. This is America. Okay. New, 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 new world order. It's an evil world we live it's in. It's right there on your screen. So I'm prone to not believe that bullshit. All right? And I'm going to be prone to be right more than I'm wrong. So I can be prone to not believe this bullshit. And based on this information, I don't got to I don't got to believe this shit. <laughs> I got to believe that. Are you waking up early in the morning? Are you going to eat breakfast? Are you getting a workout in? Moving on. I know we're going longer on this one. I think. Um, so the fact that I can say I don't believe it, there go. That, that's one of the reasons right there. I'm like, nah. <laughs> right. Remember one more time. They have to diagnose you if you disclose that you're experiencing a disturbance. Nah. <laughs> nah. That can't be real. There's something wrong with that. Check this out. Differences in mental health between the genders. Adolescent girls have a substantially higher prevalence of depression and eating disorders during adolescence, as well as serious self-deletion ideas and attempts than boys. Remember, I told you, they're dealing with these issues very early on before you even show up. Adolescent boys are then more likely than girls to have anger issues, engage in high-risk behaviors, and commit self-deletion. So this is true, too. This is true, and they should go into the testosterone. Teenage girls are more likely to have Inward directed symptoms, whereas juvenile boys are more likely to act out. This is the big one. Women have a significantly higher frequency of depression and anxiety in adulthood. You're reading it right here. Are you reading with me? So this doesn't, if you find that a person that has been in a relationship over and over again, they constantly blame men 
and then they also admit to mental health. I'm going to say the problem was you before it was him. How about stop dating? Relationship ain't the answer for you if you're mentally dealing with these issues when you're young and into your adulthood. Okay. It also says, and while men have a large prevalence of substance use disorder and anti-substance use disorder, did you see that? I'm assuming that's alcohol and drugs and antisocial behavior. Women also have a high prevalence of depression and anxiety disorder due to genetic and biological factors. Not because of men, not because of boys, not because of the marriage went south, not because it is that they had it for genetic and biological factors. Now, let me take you to this. You want to hear something crazy? Do you know that they believe some of these that some of these disorders can be passed down to your kids? This is where I told you it should be disclosed that these people have these issues. Because if you procreate with them, they can pass these down to your children. One in particularly is borderline personality disorder. This is considered a serious <laughs> this is considered a serious mental illness this could be passed down to your kids this is why these things should be disclosed to potential mates and spouses let's go in here borderline, borderline personality disorder According to this, is a serious mental illness. It's caught. It causes a person's mood, relationships, self-image, and behavior to be unstable from one day to the next. Does any of this describe any relationship you've had with any woman in America? Mm. What? Let's talk about it again. Let's just talk because we talk about relationships here. Has anybody experienced this shit? A, a woman that has moods, relationship, self-image, and behavior that is unstable from one day to the next. <laughs> We've all had it. Even women have had this about men. But when I get down to this, it says right here, this can hurt family and work life. The ability to make long-term plans and the person's sense of self-identity. Women are more likely than men to have BPD. And I believe, if I, I'm going to look it up here, I believe the statistic is like 70%. I might be wrong. Not 70% have them, but it's highly way more likely as the other ones, twice as many. Twice as many, twice as many. Okay. Of course, then it's going to be our fault when we can't deal with this. One thing I'm going to tell you is you should never deal with people who have these issues and feel like you can help them. The reason why is I'm going to disclose it right here. I'm going to disclose why you never help a person that has these issues and never tell them and never let them tell you that you should be able to help them. 
Watch this. Let me show you. Treating mental illness. If somebody gaslights you and credits you for helping or not helping or causing their mental health issues, they're lying. They're lying. They've already had them. Watch this. At the time, you see this paragraph. At this time, most mental illnesses cannot be cured. But they can usually be treated effectively to minimize the symptoms and allow the individual to function in work, school, and social environments, but not relationships, not marriages. They just get your ass to function medic with medication in work, school, and social environments. I'm going to read it again. Reading it again. And this, this also means you, this also means you out here fornicating. At this time, most mental, most mental illnesses cannot be cured, but they can be usually treated effectively to minimize the symptoms and allow the individual to function, barely making it in work, school, and social environments. The therapy is not there to cure you. It is there to get you to function. If you think a person is going to go through therapy and be cured, you're mistaken. That is not what they admit to do. They admit to minimize the symptoms and allow you to function. So when people say you need therapy so you can get help, well, that's not what you're getting. You're getting to be, be the ability to function. All right. And even they admit it right here. They even admit it. They also admitting to diagnosing you as a prescription. Even if you don't have it, they just diagnosing you. Here it is right here. All right. I got one more thing to show you. I got one more thing to show you on this. And that is, um, let me see here. I got to type it in. He asked now. Okay. All right. Uh, it says right here. Genes you inherit from your parents may make you more vulnerable to develop by borderline personality disorder. There isn't a single cause to it. Inherently, a strong genetic component can be passed down many times. And I shared a story with you with a therapist who had a woman with, I think, bipolar or BPD. The therapist told her to not have children. She went ahead and had children, and then those children had these issues later on in life. Another reason why I say it should be disclosed in advance of dating relationships, pair bonding, potentially sex, marriage, it should be disclosed that the person's dealing with this. If they do not disclose it, I think they have probably committed a crime against either the spouse or the child their selfish nature allowed them to do it so if you're running around here and you're just going to throw up your mental health flag on me and act like i'm going to back down you got it wrong you got it wrong because what's happening is we're being completely misled and a lot of men and women are being misled 
into mentally unstable people and mentally ill people being in relationships, producing children, getting in marriages, and ultimately being blamed for the condition that they already had. They already had it. And then many of them passed it on to their kids. I wish people were looking at, but I'm not going to back down because you want to go up here and throw up your victim flag. Hell no. This bigger than this. And I was willing to go deeper and dive deeper in this and dig out the truth for you. And I'm sure there's more we can deal with. But what we're seeing is there's a lot on Tinder and Bumble. There's a lot of mentally unstable people. Not, not a lot of people that are having the ability to have good relationships, but yet they're still out here dating. They're still out here procreating. They're still out here marrying. And then when the marriages are falling apart, dating's falling apart. And then we got to include fornication, hypersexuality. We got to include social media. We got to include substance abuse. We're compounding the issue. And we are not dealing with the issue head on. We're just saying, well, I have depression. And then everybody backs off. Absolutely not. These people have personality disorders. They have substance abuse. They're, they're oversexed. They're doing drugs. They're also medicated by these professionals. And in addition, in addition, in addition, they have toxic relationships with people. And then they want to throw up this flag as to describe and make everything. Oh, well, I'm just suffering for this. No, you suffering from a lot of other bullshit. Period. All right, let's get into this here. Shout out to our brother Cam says secure the he says secure the five OG great show. I got you, brother. Hey, man, he don't ever like me. He don't want to ever let me uh, read his super chats, but I read it. David says, coach, I love long distance relationships. I like it when they fly in and fly out myself as well. All right, but we need to get real out here. We need to get real. Okay. I think I think people are using mental illness as a crutch. They're using it as a means to excuse their bad behavior and lack of discipline. In many cases, not all. In many cases, not all. They're using it to justify why they're lazy. They're using it as a means to why to medicate themselves. And I proved my point. They make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And then they look back at their life and they say, what happened? Let me blame somebody else. They look at it as a means to blame somebody else for their problems. And in fact, if we actually did some research and ask these people who are diagnosing these people, they're going to probably tell you, I just had to diagnose you. You really didn't have nothing. Okay. Anyway. Look, we got Chadwick Fairbanks. He says, I'm 43 with plenty of stamina, virility, and turgidity. I don't even know what that is, but supplements been a way of life for me for 10 to 15 years. And he's named some supplements, and I'm not going to read them because it will be definitely hard for me to read them. But he's about the supplement life. Shout out to you. Okay. <laughs> Hey, guys, if you need some help and you're afraid to be an adult, go get it. You're afraid to man up and cuff your balls? Go get some help. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Not everybody can be this. Now, I have some mental health issues. 
I have something called I have something called um <laughs> I'm gonna give you some I got some mental health issues, okay? I got this thing called God complex. <laughs> mm. I got a God complex. For some reason, in my mind, I'm a giant. For some reason, in my mind, I'm the motherfucking man. For some reason, in my mind, I'm the great coach Alini. <laughs> For some reason, in my mind, nobody can tell me shit. Now, I don't know what it is. It's always been there. For some reason, in my mind, I think I can accomplish almost anything. All right. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the Batman complex, the Bruce Wayne complex, the Napoleon complex. I don't know what it is, but I got it, and it's on steroids. This shit is crazy. It's Napoleon complex. This, For some reason, I think I'm really great. There is a slight sense of humbleness in here. <laughs> but I have, I'm on my Thanos almost every day. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? to me but the funny thing is as much as people might say it's a napoleon complex the problem is can you stop me the problem is i end up doing exactly what i say i'm gonna do which comes as quite the surprise for the low ambition individual so eventually i get done what i say i was gonna do well, as other people say, how did you do it? <laughs> right. For some reason, when you get in my way, I will make sure you are out of my way forever. Now, I don't know what that's called. You can call it what you want, but I ain't going to never ask for it to be changed. I will never get help for it. I will never get treatment for it. And I will never look for a cure for it. I quite like it. And it might be how I live. And I might live by the sword and die by the sword. But I ain't never going to change it. <laughs> yes, I'm opinionated and decisive. I can make decisions. I know where I'm going. And I'm not going to be swayed. <laughs> so whatever it is, that is my disorder. And unfortunately, if you run up against it on the wrong side, I will not apologize. I will keep pushing through. Anyway, <laughs> if you will, I don't know what to tell you, but I will make sure I enjoy my life on the way. We got Catfish says, stop bringing political. You're my favorite African-American here. I'm going to keep going here. Exodus. Exodus says, coach, did you see the clip of Jaden Smith saying that Jada Gave him and the family shrooms. He says, now that you're breaking this down, it makes sense. I actually did a breakdown on that. All right. Crypto Keeper says, I learned how to land a plane today and you're have and have a boat. Wait, you learned how to land a plane. Congratulations. I'm looking to take flight lessons very soon here. And again, one of those things. I'm always looking to co uh, conquer something even if it have fear. So you actually learn how to land a plane and have a boat leveling up one day at a time as a black man is a good condition. 
I'm netting over 115K. I have too much leverage over most females. I'm mostly satisfied. What you will find is that's the case. When you have this God complex, Jabari says, is PayPal working? It should be. But I'm always looking to conquer something. And yes, when I look at the normal people, this is why I call, talk about normies. It is what it is. Shout out to Hodge. But the co-sponsorship, he says, I grew up with a guy, hung out with him every day. He was perfectly happy. We graduated and I lost touch for 10 years. He told me he was diagnosed with bipolar and schizo and manic depressive. I dug deeper and found he did all kind of drugs during that time. I'm right. I'm I mean, that gotta be a there gotta be a direct correlation, despite the fact that what that one guy was saying, he's trying to bump us off. He definitely was an agent. New, 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 new world you know how many order. people are doing drugs and you don't know? Yeah, man. Shout out to the Sheldon Ross says coach making people mad by holding up the mirror to their face. Indeed. Shout out to Garrett says I wasn't drinking. It was I wasn't drinking because I was depressed. I got depressed when I started drinking. <laughs> there you go. He says, when I put the bottle down, no more depression. These drugs are poison. Shaking my head. Can't tell these ninjas nothing. No, coach. Can't tell them. Can't tell them. And they know they lying. The first stage of any recovery is to admit that you have an issue. You cannot tell me the first time you cracked open a brew, you was depressed. <laughs> okay. Mm. I'm going to tell you, that's a 99% chance that that didn't happen. 99% chance that you was out here trying to party, look cool, trying to get a bitch, trying to have fun, trying to relax. We don't deal with bullshit over here. I don't let women bullshit us and I don't let men bullshit me. There's a 99, and we proved it, so I don't even have to talk about it no more. Rocky Cage says, what's up, coach? I missed a lot of your live streams as a man who was addicted to painkillers. And I was a smoker for 22 years. I agree with your message. Shout out to, coach, to the coach gang. Much love. Catfish says, brimstone and fire. There's barbecue in there. We barbecue some ninjas today. It's barbecue in there. YouTube trash talker says, having money will solve 90% of your problems. Staying away from women will solve the rest. And if anybody disagrees, we have a lot of people that disagree with that. I'm prone to tell you, many of your depression issues might result from your economic position. All right? Your economics is jacked up. People don't want to admit that. This is mainly a problem with women. They can't buy something. And then they're, wham. <laughs> right? But. Uh, money going to fix some issues real fast. Now, can it keep you happy? No, but it can fix an issue. And I'm going to tell you, most people in America, I can solve your problems with $10,000. Now, I'm going to give y'all the real shout out to everybody that has donated. And I'm going to try to get to all of these. $10,000 can solve all your problems right now. Almost all of them. $10,000. Like, if you were given $10,000, you would be like, you'd be like, oh, my God, God dang, 10 Gs. Now, watch this. Watch this. Do you know how little money $10,000 is in compared to the amount of money in the rest of the world? Do you realize that that's not a lot of money. 
and you are struggling, can't cope. <laughs> you can't cope because $10,000 is the difference between you making it and not making it. I want you to think about it. Now, when you say money that ain't going to cost, ain't going to solve no problems, that right there will tell you right now. Ninja, people spend $10,000 in a day in a week. People spend 10 Gs in a day. People who got it in excess, $10,000 is, Z, is nothing. But you right now, with 10 grand, can change the entire trajectory of your life. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. If you got a $10,000 raise on your job, you'd be dancing. You'd be out at a party clubbing this weekend. <laughs> Understand. That's I know this because I've been in this position. And then I'm up and then I'm outside of this position and I look back and I'm like. That I was in bad shape for 10 grand. I was in bad shape and 10 grand was a solver, a problem solver. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, I'll never let that happen again. I'll never let that happen again. So think about it. People say money don't solve problems. Everybody, I, I can I can solve 70% of people's problems right now if I could give everybody $10,000. Ninja, y'all be dancing. The student loan debt number was $10,000 and people didn't get it and they lost their mind. Do you understand? So you can't deny that 10K didn't make the difference. That was literally the amount, 70% of the student loan debt people were going to get relieved and now they're pissed. They didn't get the 10K. But 10K ain't shit for a person making 100, 200K. <laughs> right? Some, it was 20K, but that was only for people who had a certain grant or a private loan. That was a small percent of people who got the Pell Grant or something like that. Only a small portion of those were going to get the 20K. Right? So think about it. If you're a guy and you're thinking... Now, add up your, your financial strife. If 10K is your financial strife and you actually get that, one day when you get out of your financial hole, that could be the start of you getting out. You're going to look at, at 10K and laugh. You're going to laugh at 10K. You're going to be like, really? <laughs> but that's where you're stuck. And I'm here to help you. I ain't going to give you no 10K. But be real, but never deny that money can't change your trajectory real quick. Shout out to B Real Mahogany Coach. It's your fault. The silver is depressed. Everything is your fault. Yes, indeed. Shout out to you, brother. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right. Lionheart says, thank you, coach. You snapped about substance abuse. It's absolutely awesome and on point. Right? I'm tired of I'm tired of these people that decided to live their life and do stupid shit. All of a sudden try to blame. Blame it on everything else except your vape pen habit, <laughs> right? Um, I look at habits. I have habits, I'm pretty sure. But I look at a person, they be like sitting there, and then they got that goddamn pen in their hand, and they got to be like, <sighs> man, hey, listen, shout out to the coach game members that do that. But I cannot look at you at a position of strength. I cannot depend on you, Ninja, when you got to hit that vape pen. I can't. Ladies. I can't take you seriously if you got to hit that vape pen. 
I cannot. You are a literal, like not now for me, my habit is chapstick, but I'd be like, I cannot take you seriously. You can't even commit to not smoking a vape pen. You can't commit to a relationship. <laughs> you can't keep, you can't even commit to put the, the damn pen down. Right. But you, you are a woman that can have a relationship. If you don't sit your goofy ass down, what kind of crazy. <laughs> All right, shout out to Justin O. Noah, OnlyFans model. And she called me crying saying she had and was depressed. Told her to just quit. Three months later, uh, she still does it. I foresee OnlyFans going through a class action lawsuit for damaging women's mental health. I agree. I agree. Somebody, Somebody's going to do it. And OnlyFans model. The champ says one of my employees told me she's getting flown out to California for five-day trip by the guy that she met. He says, by what? By a guy that she met, she met on the sugar. He said, gentlemen, this is what your future wives are doing. Hit them with the. Him, daddy. It's happening. Tolu says, your truth is no comparing. Shout out to you, CGA. Thank you, brother. All right. I will dig down and get the truth. But also, I'm not going to let people. I'm not going to let people bullshit. All right. We're going to get down to the, what the truth is. Now, if somebody's dealing with this and you're the rare exception, we accept it. We accept you. You were dropped on your head. All right. So, yo, you got dropped on your head. You got in a car accident. <laughs> right. You played football. You got CTE. All right. You know what I mean? Listen. Let me get to these PayPals because I'm quite backed up. Well, not as much as I think. Shout out to SOBC says the first thing I will do. As soon as I become president, is banned smoking weed. People don't realize, man, they're going to make excuses for it, too. And I'll be just sitting over here like, but sooner or later, you're going to ask me for $200 or you're going to complain that you a victim of oppression or you're going to say the white man against you and you're going to be puff, puff, puffing. And I'm going to just be like, you goofy. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. All right. Shout out to Newski says, I got a dopamine rush every time I see that check hit every Friday. So that's my drug weekly. Also, this is planned. Alcohol and weed are legal for a reason. They love people being lost on drugs. Ninjas will never admit it to. All right. I would rather you say, yep, it's a drug. <laughs> right. I would rather you say, yeah, it's a drug. I, I accept it. Like pornography. Pornography. Everybody knows they feel bad. You know what I mean? You feel good for about 30 seconds, but you know it's bad for you. You know it's bad for you. Nobody would ever say prawn is good. Prawn is okay. Prawn is legal. It's legal. It's natural. Yep, it's natural. They're having sex. They're not doing anything wrong. Right? They're doing what everybody has done. Everybody's been made by that action that they're doing. There's nothing wrong with it. However, so just because it's natural or illegal doesn't mean that it's good for you. But it has a power over you. Just call it what it is. Eric says, a month after ending a cohabitation relationship with my baby mama too, already seeing the money pile up, more money, more energy, no wasting time or attention. Free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to you. Congratulations, man. The money piles up fast. The money puzzle fast. All right. Shout out to uh, let me see if I can say your name, but you doubled up. All right. And you doubled up. Let me see here. 
He says the forefathers were high and came up with the Constitution. And I mean, like, what, what does that prove? Like, I'm trying to figure out what are you trying to prove? Like, he's trying to prove, well, OK, like there's a good there's something good that came out of it. Never said there would be nothing good that came out of it. What I'm saying is you probably going to develop some bad habits. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> come on, dude. Like, come on, man. Shout out to Alexander. He says, these soft-ass ninjas ain't ready. Okay, so when you do stuff like that, that just tells me you're addicted. You do stuff like that tells me you're addicted. I mean, just tell me you're addicted. Tell me you're an addict. Again, let's, the first stage is in a minute. Admit it. You're, in, you're addicted. You can't kick the habit. Just say you can't kick the habit. <laughs> right? They're going to fight down to the bitter end. Yep, I'm addicted. Like, look, look, that's the best thing you can do for me. Say, like, look, man, I'm addicted to it. I can't kick it. All right, cool. And you can say, I can still function. All right, I know alcoholics that are functional. I know alcoholics that are fully functional, that I wouldn't trust them in many situations, but they're really functional, and it's surprising. It's crazy. Like, they, I could see them pound beers, and they're kind of functional. Like, you know they're drunk, but their wherewithal is crazy. And I know alcoholics, they have two drinks, they passed out. They're not functional at all. You are just a functional drug addict, all right? <laughs> just say you're addicted, and let's move on. But we ain't going to defend it because coca leaf is free and natural. So I'm not going to have the conversation of whether it should be illegal or should we do it or not. The reality is you're an addict. And that's the first stage is to admit you're an addict. <laughs> right here. The powder, the powder isn't natural. See, they're going to die to the bitter end. They're going to go to the bitter end. The powder's not natural. <laughs> just, <laughs> these ninjas. Oh, man. Just say you're an addict. Just say you like hallucinate hallucinogens. Just say you like to take your mind. You just like to say, just say you like to free your mind. I like to free my mind. Just say you like to free your mind, ninja. But you an addict. Junkie ninjas. Hey. <laughs> They just got to get that hit. I got to get that hit. Just tell you me, just you're an addict. Hey, look. It's all good. I still love you, brothers. But we got junkie ninjas here. We got junkies that like to mind alter themselves. <laughs> ninjas being here. Come on, man. <laughs> all right. Come on. Hey, man, we cool. We cool. I know dudes that smoke weed. I know girls that smoke weed. We still can kick it. But just say you a junkie. Don't get out here defending it and shit and talking about the, 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 the uh, you talking about the Constitution was real. <laughs> and then just be in these, um, they be in these weed shops with not one natural piece of marijuana in there. Mm. All synthetic weed. They be in there smoking all synthetic. Not a natural weed, not a seed to be seen. <laughs> You ain't got one seed in your shit. No grass, no nothing, no chips. 
they be in there in the weed shop with all synthetic and talking about it's natural. <laughs> but you do you. <laughs> all right, let's get in here. Maryland guy says, yep. I can agree. Alcohol sinks your mentality. He says, I had to drink at least a couple of brews every night in order to go to sleep. He says, I would dread going into work on Monday. He says, quitting was the best thing I ever did. <laughs> quitting is the best thing you ever did. Once you quit, then you realize. Once you quit, <laughs> then you realize. And so we got to get real with ourselves in here. Where we at? Hey. Steven says a lot of females are out here doing. Um, I don't even know what that is. Ayahuasca, Molly, Xanax, perks, etc. While playing around with sex magic and witchcraft, is um any is it any wonder why so many of them are messed up? Yep, they're and listen, we have a guys, a lot of guys out here that believe in spirituality and crystals and magic, but there are women's like thirteen year olds. They're already doing crystals, magic, witchcraft. They're, they're tempting their fate and their spirituality. Then you combine it. I know women that are doing coca, perks, and all of that just to have fun. I can't pronounce whatever you call it. They're doing this. And then they and then they run out here talking about they got depression. <laughs> like, what? The fuck? I knew a girl. She said I was up for, like, she said she was up for almost two days straight. Junior college shit came over. I was like, what was you doing? I was like, you should have told me. Yeah, I didn't. you didn't have to come over. She was like, no, nah, don't worry about it. I was like, let me finish this girl off real quick. I was like, this crazy. Yep, the energy drinks is disgraceful. They be doing them energy drinks and shit. And I'm like, dude, y'all out here and and they ain't they ain't ate one natural food product. They ain't drank no water, nothing. They ain't drink no gallons of water. They ain't ate nothing natural that they cooked on a stove and heated up. They ate all GMO. They snacking, eating hot Cheetos, and they got the nerve to run around here telling me they got depression. Man, kick rocks. Oh, man, kick rocks on that shit. <laughs> Please. I ain't about to listen to a damn thing you talking about. Then you want to tell me about my astrology. Man, if you don't get up out of here, no government name. Oh, this is Wisdom Vision Production. He says that clip of Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars where he says, what have I done? He says, need to get added to the soundboard. It perfectly captures the post-nut regret. Indeed. What have I done? And we all have vices. I got vices too, man. But I know what my vices are. I admit what my vices are. I know what I'm dealing with. <laughs> all right. Shout out to Steven. It says, to relate to what the African mother is saying. He says, women are out here with their teen daughters in cheeky booty shorts, showing them off all over town in the malls. These mothers are desperate to offload their daughters onto a man. Be careful out here. Uh, mothers know as well that they can sell their daughters off, and it has been proven that mothers will sell them daughters off. And uh, yeah. Shout out to Anthony says an army mark. Okay, I already got that one. So it looks like we caught up. I'm gonna see what we got left. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Shout out to everybody. As you guys know, man, nobody's off living. E even myself. I got I got a brother in here on PayPal. Even myself. Like I got I got vices. I had big time vice. 
you know, my vices, and we all have vices with women and around sex. This is what gets us in trouble. And uh, when we can't get that satisfied, I remember, I'm going to tell you something here. <laughs> he says, if you're defensive, you're guilty. Oh, yeah, sweet tooth. I definitely have a sweet tooth. That would be definitely my number one. That would be my number one thing. Um, But um, I remember, and this isn't to brag. I remember one day, there was a day that it just worked out in that period. I was able to be with three different women. Not saying this is the healthiest thing to do. Not saying that this is something to brag about. Some people aspire to do this. This was just a happenstance. It just happened over. It was really over a shorter period than 24 hours. It was more like eight hours. Right. But it just happened that things just fell in line really quickly. I knew some people. Right. It just it just happened. One thing I remember about that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me put this up. The one thing I remember, because, you know, when you're young, you're like, hey, I just wanted to, you know, you kind of want that and imagine and dream about it or fantasize about it and think it. But the one thing that happened is that you didn't get a trophy afterwards. Watch this. There was no reward. There was no celebration there was no trumpets there was no money falling from the sky there was no sense of satisfaction there was an award ceremony i didn't get crowned <laughs> right there was no achievement it, it was empty yeah it was an empty feeling now, you thought maybe in your mind fantasizing about something possibly happening like that. You were like, I'm sure that I would feel like I would have achieved the biggest thing in my life. And what I realized was nothing. <laughs> it was just me back at home. <laughs> right. I didn't get no status. I didn't get moved up the chart. I didn't go up the ladder. And I was like. Then I realized what will happen is, and Deion Sanders talked about this. First of all, one woman, you wanted one woman. Then you got that satisfied. Then you said, I want two. Then it was three. Then when it was four, then you realize, dude, you can do this till the cows come home. You can keep chasing this and thinking that there's something better out of it or that you're going to be defined by it, but nothing, nothing comes from it. It is not uh, as good of an accomplishment as you might perceive. Now, I would tell you, I wish every man could do it, just like I wish every man had $10,000 today to solve their problems. What you're going to find is nothing happens, <laughs> right? And then I realized chasing that, chasing that type of thing and making that my vice, making that a sense of accomplishment is never going to solve it. Right. That's not it. I was like, at the end, that wasn't it. It was nice. It was cool, but it's nothing to define myself, nothing to brag about, nothing to live by. I don't need to try it again. I think there's other things that I could bring me more satisfaction. Right. And that's what you that's what you get when you get those things. You chase it, you get it. You get it. And then um nothing happens. I wish to have things that I can see happen and get it and know. And like, 
I made a difference. I got something. I bought something I wanted. I was able to get land. I was able to buy the house. I was able to secure. Now, that is what I work for. No, it was. Oh, that wasn't a Juco. That was my son. My son one day he was going to play basketball. Um, then I went, I was like, that's, that's not it. And I gotta, I gotta go do something that actually gives me an achievement. All right. Shout out to Clay says being consumed. He says been consuming your content for a minute now went through W, uh, with all of this stuff, but am a seeker of the truth. He says been through W. All right. But with this stuff, but am seeking I'm a seeker of the truth. He says, better for it. Coach gang for life. Shout out to you, man. Appreciate you. First timer, I believe her. I believe. But uh, yeah, man, I just, you know, everybody lives and learns. Everybody lives and learns. I think most men, uh, you're going to chase that dragon to try to get to achieve whatever you want with women. And um, biologically, we want to do that. And you're going to get your numbers up. <laughs> you're going to get your numbers up. And you're going to look at it, whatever your numbers are. Let's say you want to sleep with 10 women. You get want to get a body count of 10. You're going to get the 10, and you're going to want to get the 20. Then you're going to get the 20, and then you're going to want 30. Then you want a 30, and then you're going to go to 40. Guys, it's a, it's when you stop thinking about it, then it line, lands in your lap, and then you're not even keeping count. <laughs> so. You're like, just all right, handshake, bend over, all right, here we go. All right, go back about your business. Then you're going to get an STI or a pregnancy scare. Anybody that has been sexually active will deal with those things, all of you, all of you. And then it will sober you up. You will deal with a pregnancy scare. I dealt, I dealt with those. I've dealt with women that, you know, you dealt with women that say, hey, man, I caught something. Go get checked. And you're like, what? She like, you was the only one I was with. And you're like, yo, what? Uh-uh, it ain't me. And then you run to go get checked. And then you come back, it ain't me. And then they got to go thinking, All right? I've had those as well. And you got to go, man, is this worth it? <laughs> is this shit worth it? Or you get with a crazy broad. And you got to go back and say, man, is this really worth it? <laughs> and you sober up. And you go, okay. It was nice. Let me take a break from all that. Let me sober up. Let me go ahead and focus on something else and uh, focus on stuff that actually matters. But anybody that's working to get a significant body count, you're going to deal with those things. You're going to deal with pregnancy scares. You're going to deal with women late on their period, women that caught the itchy scratchy. You might catch you a little something, something to go get cleared up. All right. And you're going to go, all right, all right, let me put it away. <laughs> Let me put it away. Let me calm down and let me go on to go focus on something else. And that's a sober up. And by, by the way, women get this as well. Women get these things as well. So they will get a pregnancy scare. They'll get a pookie. They'll go to Jamaica. They'll catch the clap. All right. And they'll get leaking. And then all of a sudden they'll want a relationship. They'll say, hey, man, okay, okay. Okay, I dealt with a woman. She got a divorce. She went and her, she said, I went through my whole phase. I hooked up with her. We met in San Clemente and we chilled. We went back to the car. We started kissing and following each other in the, in the car. I went to go in there and slide my fingers and do the slip and slide. And she caught my hand. <laughs> he caught my hand. She caught my hand. He paused. 
She caught my hand. I was about to do the slip and slide. And she said, and I said, um, what's up? And she says, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you something. I was like, what? What you need to tell me? We vibing. I'm ready to go. And um, she was like, well, after I got divorced, after I got divorced, I went through a whole phase and I caught herpes. Now, this woman did not look like she had the herp dirt. I got some more super chats on, on the Venmo. And I'm going to get all those brothers, man. I'm going to get y'all. She was like, I went through my whole phase after I got a divorce. I caught the herp dirt. And I just need to let you know, you put your hand down there. She was like, I'm not flaring up. I take medication. But just to let you know, I was like, I said, <laughs> I was like, I had another situation, all right? I'm 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 here to tell y'all because, look, these situations happen. Had another situation. Uh, messed with this girl in Newport Coast. She lived in this mansion. We was at her pool. We got we got busy. Then a couple of weeks later, you know, I was like, hey, we know I'm going to see you again. But you guys got to know, man, women have access to a lot of men, right? This is what these are wake up calls that I got. And she was prone to she was a white girl, blonde chick. She was thick. She was like a thicker type girl. And she hung out with industry ninjas, like rappers and shit like this. Like she hung out. She was in connected. So we hooked up. Then a couple of weeks, we trying to hook up again and time goes by. Then she reaches out. She was like, hey, what's up? I was like, what's up, man? Let's get together again. And she was like, I got to tell you something. And as soon as I heard that, I knew what was up. She's like, I got to tell you something. And I said, what, did you go to the doctor? And she said, yep, how you know? And I was like, here we go. And she said, don't worry about it. I caught this after you. And I'm talking about two weeks difference. She says, I caught this after you. She got herpes. And then she said, and I was like, because I know she deals with rappers. I was like, was it one of these industry guys? She was like, yeah. And then I said, and then she said, but I could still drop that neck on you. And I was like, nah. And she, all the time we would see each other and she would be like, hey, hey, you know, we should get together. We can make it work. I was like, no, nope. Mm. nope. <laughs> all right. No. I was like, this is crazy, man. But I'm like, no, I don't need it that bad to, you know what I mean? I don't need it that bad. So I just like, nah, that's all right. So we just remain friends. So. I'm just telling you, man, they get scares like that and they never tell you. But they will. It's a whole bunch of things. Shout out to Julian says enablers are what's wrong with this world. That's why we have an enabler in the White House. In facts, most of our problems are because of enablers. And so what what people will do is instead of holding people accountable, they'll look for somebody to blame. Or they'll look for something to blame it on. Well, I had a weakness and I had a addiction and I had substance abuse and i had depression and the easiest thing to do is not say you are drug head or an alcoholic the easiest thing to say is you're depressed when in reality you are alcoholic so you can't tell the world you're an alcoholic you can tell them you're depressed mm. all right <laughs> so that's that enabler bullshit going on macaroni tony i got the notification can't watch the live so going down uh gonna be he says she, so going to my down and backs Followed by some bear crawls 
and replay done, Sean. Shout out to you. No government name SD coach. I don't even have a comment. He says, I just want to give you a small donation to say thank you for being on the front line for all of us. I'm here. Not only do they have uh they they have they don't have these things, they also have laziness, they also have attention deficit disorder, they also have a social media addiction. Stop it. They be having social media addiction. They be wrapped up. They don't have no ambition, low drive, low testosterone, low. And then they want to say they got mental health. I think it's trash, man. No, absolutely not. Let's look at your lifestyle. Now, you could have something, but it's probably related to one of your. (laughs) Right. All right. Come on, man. People need to get real. Let me get in here. Kevin says Kevin from North Phoenix. Coach, I'm from Indiana, and I moved to Phoenix in 04. The women are legit, but they are also monetized as hell. Oh, I know. He says, 30 with no kids, got a target on my back, but it's free agent lifestyle for life. I know a variety of women from the Phoenix area and the Tempe, Arizona State area, and they all start off in strip clubs at 18. Some of them 17, but they all the majority of them start out like that. And some of them start where they're just a cocktail waitress. They don't do no stage stripping. All right. And these are attractive girls, flat backs. And some of these, you know, uh, uh, tattoo girls, they, they look good. And they start off 17, 18, right in the clubs, strip clubs. All right. Anyway, shout out the no government name coach. Uh, I have never seen such beautiful black women as I've seen in downtown Dallas and from SMU with beautiful skin for real SMU is an elite school so what you'll find is that uh, the best of the best tend to congregate the attractive people tend to uh, attract attractive people all right smart people tend to attract smart people Uh, dumb people tend to attract dumb people when you're talking about when you talk about SMU USC UCLA and some of these elites what you will find is attractive women tend to go to these schools to attract attractive male mates. If you go into a state school <laughs> and you go into a dumb school, a commuter school, an overnight school, a, a accelerated program school, that's where the dumb, ugly, fat people are going to be. But anyway, you're not going to find elite people at these places. You just went from the junior college to the state university. You went from Orange Coast to Cal State Fullerton. You probably going to have a lot more dumber, shorter, less attractive. people. <laughs> hey, but that's science. If you're a woman, you're a guy. Where am I going to find the best attractive mate? Okay. And you're an attractive person. And you go to college. You're going to go to a, a school where there's better looking mates, smarter meat, smarter mates. But anyway. PJ, throwaway son. He says, Coach, you have to speak on the mother-son case in Houston. I did this morning. I did this morning. Was that the brother, the guy that was supposedly dead? Right? The kid, the 17-year-old. I think I talked about that with uh, the uh, guy. Yeah, I did talk about that. Shout out to Anonymous says, tell them about sugar addiction, Coach. Sugar is the, what do they call sugar? They call sugar the slow death, white death. I think they call sugar white death. All right. Sugar is bad and it is legal. It is a slow, slow killer. Okay. 
It is a slow, slow, silent killer. And it's fully legal. You can buy it in the store. They done packaged it up and everybody know about it. So don't tell me because it's legal. Something's legal. It's fine. But sugar, bad, bad, bad. It is not that great for you. And in fact, it's it leads to a lot of things that will get you, eventually kill you. Okay. Now, so if you're a person that needs sugary snacks all the time, artificial flavors, can we talk about that? You know, artificial flavors in these candies, chocolate. Chocolate has a lot of effects to it that can alter behavior, mood, and so forth and so on. You can be addicted to chocolate. It's legal. So just because something's legal doesn't mean it's good. Don't mean it's a good, it's a good, what we call GTG, good to go. That's what we called it in the health, the fitness industry, GTG. They use that in other industries as well. But just because they legalize it doesn't mean it's GTG. All right. And then you talk about then um, pr processed foods and that. So, you know, watch out. Watch out for these things, man. So just because they sell it, just because you can get it and get your hands on it doesn't mean it's GTG. All right. So anyway, and doesn't mean because some agency approves it. Well, the FDA approved it. Well, who cares? <laughs> right. I can tell you some things they approve that aren't approved in other countries because they know what up. But my yeah. So watch out for that. Yeah, and the, the, the sodies, the soda pops, man, everybody know good and damn well. Those are not good for you. Does it stop them from doing it? No. All right, absolutely not. They still be drug guzzling large old big old Mountain Dews. Everybody know good and damn well that that is not good for you. The carbonated sodas and that, but everything in moderation. But if you were drinking those every day, that is absolutely going to mess you up. Not immediately, but down the line, down the line. So sugar, all right, sugar, you know what I mean? This is, this is the thing about sugar because, you know, I have a sweet tooth and I'm going to end it. Let me check Super Chats, though. Oh, we got our man managing life's risk. So when I tell you you're an addict, just admit it. I'm an addict. I know when I pass a 7-Eleven. I'd be like, damn. It's calling me. It be calling me. I literally have to make sure I do not stop in that 7-Eleven. Do not go in there. <laughs> I'll be like looking at it. Don't go in there. Drive past it. I drive past it. Good. I didn't eat it. I didn't eat it. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't stop in there, Ninja. Because if I stop in there, Ninja going to be in there. Oh, my goodness. Grab it. Grab it. Here we go. I'm going to be in there. And then I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to sit there and say, why did I do that to myself? Just like you do when you jerk off. Just like you do when you drink alcohol. Just like you do when you smoke weed. It be calling me. So. You know what I mean? I know I have to turn into not pookie. And I know that that's what I'm addicted to. And if I can admit that I'm addicted to it and know that it's a bad habit, I can actually try to do my best to curb that habit. But if I just deny it and say sugar ain't that bad and sugar's legal, that's not a way to cope with it. That's just coping. Okay. You know them Mike and Ikes ain't doing you no good. All right. You know them Skittles ain't doing you no good. And running through a pack of Starbucks, Starburst is not good. Okay, it's not even good financially. It's not even a good financial thing to do, but definitely is going to have an impact on my, on my, on my teeth and on my. You know what I mean. Anyway, 
Oh, man. Shout out to X Largo. Sauce God says respect. Shout out to you, man. Anyway, um, I know it's bad when I go to a pit stop and then they be like, damn, you hungry. <laughs> they be like, damn, is this dinner? When the person checking me out at 7-Eleven comments on what I picked up from 7-Eleven, I know I'm a junkie. Okay. They be like, shit. Did you just smoke weed? Is this dinner? You know what I mean? That When they say that, that's when you know. When your drug dealer, when you go to your drug dealer and get your fix, your drug dealer like, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad you back. What you need? Push a man. All right, look, shout out to the coach gang. Let's get up out of here. We out of here. Peace.